Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This is Skyline Chili Cincy 360, about Cincinnati from Cincinnati. Sponsored in part by Skyline Chili. Stop by Skyline Chili for a three way or cheese coney today. Feeling good? It's Skyline time. This is ESPN 1530, Cincinnati Sports Station. All right, let's go ahead and do it. Let's have ourselves a Thursday. Welcome into the latest edition of Cincy 360. Uh, so thankful, so happy to have you along, uh, whether that is the iHeartRadio podcast or the iHeartRadio app, listening in podcast form, or you can also leave us talkbacks, which we'll get to in hour number two, or right here on the home of the Bengals, ESPN 1530, Cincinnati Sports Station. Cannot thank you enough for joining us today on this uh, on this ride. It's Thursday. That means we've got Thursday night football tonight. We've got a World Series to talk about. Uh, we have got... A lot as it relates to the Bengals-Bills Wednesday practice. That means that's the first heavy day. We'll get the latest injury report and news. We'll try to figure out who and what the Buffalo Bills are this year. We'll look at some matchups to watch. And there are updated odds as it relates to the Cincinnati Bengals and their Super Bowl odds. And updated odds on Joe Burrow as it relates to an MVP candidacy. All of that alongside the importance of UC and UCF. Coming up on Saturday at Nippert Stadium, Joe Burrow spoke to the media yesterday. You will hear uh, that conversation at 1 o'clock. Wes Miller speaks to the media today. We are four days away from the start of college basketball. You'll hear that from Wes Miller at 2 o'clock. And then, kind of a multifaceted uh, use here of our guy Bob Mangine uh, who uh, is the head athletic trainer for the Cincinnati Bearcats basketball team, and he also does a ton with Novacare down at UC. And uh, we're going to talk to Bob about the uptick in Achilles injuries that we're seeing across the NFL. And this is a special week. If you have followed along with uh, the Mangine journey, the uh, Matthew Mangine Jr. Foundation.org, where uh, Matthew Mangine Jr. Uh, unexpectedly passed away due to a cardiac episode, and uh, they are advocates for AEDs and the training and getting them into schools that don't have them and just building the the information network. And obviously with what happened last year when DeMar Hamlin came to Cincinnati and had his episode on the field. So uh, we'll catch up with Bob Mangine in hour number three as well. Mo Egger will join us for quick hits and locks of the night. Now, Austin, I do wonder, because yesterday we had that gentleman that played the talkback of Mo and I giving a lock on the night before. And while Mo's lock may have not hit last night, my lock did. So will there be uh, anything along those lines today in talkbacks? I'm, I'm eager to find out. Okay. Just, you know, want to be fair on both sides. You guys weren't great last night. but Why do you say we? Because it's a team. It's not two it individuals. Wasn't a, it wasn't a team last week when I when I rallied off four in a row. Correct, because you were by yourself. Bang, but last bang, night, bang. And, and a majority of the time, you guys are together. All right. All right. Um. Well, we'll talk to Mo today, and we'll talk to you. Eggman. 513-749-1530. Happy to have you along. Looking forward to uh, what should be an awesome Thursday and what should be an awesome...
Friday uh, as we have some fun tomorrow. Uh, no marinate today, Austin. But fear not, because for the first time, I believe ever, we're going to have a female guest picker tomorrow. Whoa. My wife. Let's go. We'll, uh, we'll let things marinate she's been over been for a couple picks. weeks. Yeah, she's on, on vacation. Now she's back. And uh, we've asked her to come in and let things marinate by uh, making some picks tomorrow. Should be interesting. We've got all, that, uh, all of that still to get to. We have a World Series champion. The marinator. The Texas Rangers win the World Series last night. They do so. Um, I, I don't think it was the most exciting World Series ever. Game one was awesome, but if you're the Arizona Diamondbacks and you look how you lost game one and you came back in game two, uh, game one certainly set a tone and changed some things. But the way the Texas Rangers were able to go about and do it, uh, Texas wins their first World Series, and uh, I believe was it Corey Seager. Was named World Series MVP. Yeah, second time. Guy just raked, man. Yeah, second time in his career he has been the World Series MVP. He is just the second player ever to win multiple. Ooh. I should say second position player ever to win multiple World Series MVP awards, joining Reggie Jackson. Uh, and I think a couple of pitchers have done it before as well. I know mm. Bob Gibson did it. I'm blanking on the other pitcher, but yeah. All right. A very, very rare feat. Only four players ever have done it, and Corey Seager is one of them. Very good. Very good. Um, we also need to uh, to talk about now that the World Series is done. You know, there are already the odds out to win next year's World Series. Do you know this like way too early? Sure. We do this in every sport. Now, sure. now obviously, there is a big decision that looms over this offseason, Austin, and that would be the decision of one Shohei Otani. Right. Now, this is the 2024 odds as the Otani decision still looms. Uh, no surprise here. The Atlanta Braves are listed as the 13 to 2 favorites, mm -hmm. odds on favorites to win the 2024 World Series. They are followed uh, right behind them is the Dodgers, who a lot of people think do have a shot at going and getting Otani. Or if you listen to our guy Mike from LA, they think uh, Mike Trout might be heading to LA. Mm. Uh, we'll see. He's already there, isn't he? The Yes, but just to the Dodgers. To the Dodgers. Gotcha. Now, they don't know who their manager is going to be, but the Astros right now are the third. Highest uh, odds. They are tied with Texas. Both of those teams nine to one. From there, um, Phillies ten to one. Rays fifteen to one. Yankees fifteen to one. Uh, a trio of the uh, Yankees, Blue Jays, Orioles at sixteen to one. That's where the Padres fall. You've got to go all the way down right now, Austin. You can get the Red Legs at fifty to one. There you go. Now here's what's interesting about that. We talk a lot about kind of where this organization is in the NL Central. Right now, the Pirates are 60-1 to 1 to win the World Series. The Cardinals and Brewers both at 50-1 to 1 as well. Mm -hmm. And the Cubs are at 30-1. to 1. Yeah. So from an NL Central standpoint, Brewers, Cardinals, Reds, all within that same 50-1 to 1 mold. Uh, Cubs at 30-1. to 1. That, I think I, I saw last night in the way-too-early power rankings oh, yeah. going into next year that the Reds were ranked 19th. Wow. Yes. Wow. How about that? Um, NBA last night. LeBron flexed a little bit. He did. I enjoyed watching that. LeBron flexed down the stretch a little bit. And uh, I am beginning to wonder, at this point in the NBA season, are the Boston Celtics going to lose? That's a good question. They are 4-0. Put up 155 last night. A what? 155. Whew. 
155 points. Yay. Most points they have scored in a game since 1959. Yikes. They beat the Pacers, Moe's Pacers, yeah. by 51 points. Moe's uh, Knicks lost as well. Yeah, tough to win those back-to-back home-and-homes. Yeah. yeah, and, um, you know, you lost a lock last night, Austin. I did. I couldn't believe it. The Bulls. I lost it by a point. The Bulls actually won the third quarter, and then they yeah. decided just to kind of... Fell apart in the fourth. Well, they decided to stab at you a little bit, watch us compete in the third, and then melt down in the fourth. Correct. And uh, yep. that's what they did. Uh, I tell you, the Bulls play the same game every yeah. night. They had no business winning that third quarter. They fell apart in the fourth. It's the same stuff every single night. Nothing will change until Jerry Reinsdorf moves on. I am... Uh, Nobody cares, by the way. Mavs are also four now. Speaking of baseball, we can't forget Spencer Steer yes. has been named a finalist for the National League Silver Slugger Award. Shout out to Spencer Steer. Spencey Longballs, as he's known to many. Spencer Longballs. Uh, Bobby Knight passed away yesterday. Yeah. A, uh, an icon from the coaching uh, realm passed away. So uh, condolences to uh, Bobby Knight's family. And it would not be a start of the show, Austin, unless I gave the ability. Um, did you want to, to comment at all on what's going on at the University of Michigan today? Well, I think it's interesting that, you know, it, you know, yesterday the, the Big Ten coaches yeah. had, a, had a call. Um, and, you know, Jim Harbaugh was on it for the first a, a half hour. And then for an hour after that, he hopped off and uh, the other coaches spoke freely. It was interesting. About uh, an hour ago, Nicole Auerbach from The Athletic was tweeting about this. She said, a source briefed on the Big Ten coaches' call, which had an airing of grievances, quote, the playing field is not level right now. Mm. How can you have a team that you know has a competitive advantage over you still being allowed to play? Mm. That's what the coaches are grappling with, end quote. She went on to say, source briefed on the Big Ten coaches' call said, quote, coaches are wondering why the Big Ten hasn't done anything Whoa. yet. Every day that goes by, people are like, something's got to give. What are you waiting on? It's getting a little bit out of hand when you see him allegedly on the sideline of Central Michigan, mm. end quote. Interesting. And there you go. Interesting. It was also reported by at NFL Rooms, uh, NFL Rumors, which is a, a very popular account that Jim Harbaugh is reportedly keeping tabs on if there is an opening with the Chicago Bears head coaching oh. job. Uh, now, I know you said yesterday he was going to sign a lifetime contract to the University of Michigan. Still don't know where you got that information. It's coming. Uh, but um, that's all that's going on in Michigan right now. They are cheating. They are scoundrels. They deserve to not play football t tomorrow, today, Saturday, forever. Uh, and it's an embarrassment to the to our great game. Mm. Mm. There's that. Connor Stallions and Jim Harbaugh should be in jail. Really? No, I'm kidding. That's too far. And then tonight we've got a Thursday night football. That's right. Will Levis against Kenny Pickett. Wow. 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 Don't get too excited. Will Levis. Willie Ball game. Did you see, speaking of Willie Ball game, you see there was a few Reds at the uh, World Series last night. Yeah. Hunter Green was there. Right. Willie Beeman. Oh, Will ooh. Benson. Now, I know a couple of those guys live out there. and you know, I know Hunter lives in, in uh, Phoenix area. Yeah. Uh, in the offseason. Willie so. Beeman, you said. Those two guys, their first World Series appearance. <laughs> Uh, but yes, uh, it's Thursday night football and uh, a watching interest if if you are a fan of the Cincinnati Bengals because Pittsburgh is one of those teams that you still need to leapfrog. Pittsburgh, obviously a team you're still going to play twice 
but it's also a team that's got a lot of question marks right now. I mean, it, I, th- I think we sometimes marvel and wonder also, like, how how is Pittsburgh doing it? How are they continuing, you know, from a game-in, game-out standpoint to to find themselves in the positions they're in? Because really, when you look at this offense, it's been terrible. It's a running joke right now that the fire Matt Canada, the offensive coordinator of the Pittsburgh Steelers, those chants break out everywhere across the sports world. Like, just random places. Mm-hmm. You get fire Canada, and yet this team somehow, some way, has themselves at 4-3 and three on uh, on this football season. And they do have, what's what's even more remarkable, a win against Cleveland and a win against Baltimore. And two-and-a-half-point favorites tonight at home against Tennessee and Will Levis and Kenny Pickett coming off of a rib injury. I don't believe he was even on the injury report yesterday for Pittsburgh. So seems like he is going to play, and uh, it'll be interesting, especially with what that defense tries to throw at Will Levis, what they uh, will be able to do. And, um, yeah, I, I, this is one where I, I like the Titans in this, actually. Uh, but that defense is tough. You never know. It, uh, it It's a great, great defense. I, I don't know how long you can keep winning games in the NFL with defense. L- let me ask you, let me ask you with, in, in today's NFL, it's not long. And, and I just wonder from a lot, we talk about locker room a lot. At what point is that Pittsburgh locker room like, guys, can, can we get this figured out? Because they, it's, it's a remarkable team in the sense that, the 49ers boat race them 30 to 7. You say, okay, 49ers are really good. Uh, then they beat the Browns and Raiders, and then the Texans beat them 30 to 6. That might be one of the worst losses of the football season. <laughs> they beat the Ravens. They beat the Rams. They drop a game to the Jags that was one of the ugliest games you can watch. And yet, again, 4 and 3, 2 and 0 oh in the AFC North. Um, still everything ahead. It, it just feels like one of those games like this tonight, it's going to be sloppy, but I'm sure by the fourth quarter, they're going to be in a position to win the game. Whether they do or not, but I, get, I do feel like this is a chance for the the Titans who they were trending in this direction that, you know, Derrick Henry might be available, DeAndre Hopkins might be available, and then Will Levis starts and he throws four touchdown passes, three to Hopkins. Henry has a 100-yard game. If you're Tennessee, and I know well, we talk about the AFC a lot, if you're Tennessee at three and four, how big of a game now is this for you? To, to Okay, can you find a way to get to 4-4 four and four in the AFC? And all of a sudden, you're back in it in the AFC South standings. You're back in it in the AFC standings. This is a big game for Tennessee because 3-5, and five, with how many good teams there are in the AFC, is probably ending the Tennessee hopes this season. Mm-hmm. But you got to think going into the game, after what they did last week, and, and you think, okay, Tennessee, they're, they're going into to a game... Um, they're starting a a rookie quarterback. Falcons are a pretty good defense. Then they beat the Falcons, and now it's like, all right, how far back are are the Tennessee Titans? So I think there's a lot of cool, good storylines to watch uh, tonight for Thursday night football. We'll talk more about the the spread and the lines when we get to uh, quick hits and locks of the night. Uh, But when we come back, for now, let's shift our gears to the game that is happening Sunday night. That's Bills and Bengals uh, practices yesterday. We'll look at the injury report. We'll look at some news. And uh, we will try to figure out an answer to a question that I think a lot of people are asking. Who and what are the Buffalo Bills? Mm. Let's do that when we get back along with opening up the phone lines. 513-749-1530. 
We are a uh, service of our good friends at Skyline Chili right here on the home of the Bengals, ESPN 1530 Cincinnati Sports Station. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Now, your chance to win $1,000. Enter this nationwide keyword on our... Talking Bengals Bills with former Elder Star and Bills color analyst Eric Wood. He joins us at 520. Our show starts at 505 on ESPN 1530. Now, Cincy 360 resumes. Brought to you by Safe Auto. Give us three minutes. Save up to 25% on ESPN 1530. Cincinnati Sports Station. Spores, kicks, and fires. No, still hard to believe the uh, Texas Rangers uh, Hunter lost season just a couple years ago on top of the baseball world. That is good for our Winchulers call of the night. Winchulers, the taste of good times. Pick some up uh, for your next get together. Uh, no matter how you're getting together, make Winchulers part of uh, of the party. Uh, find it anywhere you pick up your local cheese spreads. Eric Nadel on the call for the Texas Rangers Radio Network. How about Josh Spores, by the way, just snapping a nasty bender to end the World yep. Series. Yep. Just dropping it right there in the top of the strike zone. We'll see you all next season. Simple. That was sick. Simple. Um, we, uh, we have a lot to get to as it relates to the uh, Buffalo Bills and the Cincinnati Bengals. But before we do any of that, for the first time today, can we head to the Pella Windows and Doors hotline? Come on. Pella now and pay later. Okay. Jeff is calling in. What's up, Jeff? Happy Thursday, gents. Just had some Skyline, so I'm feeling good and not so hungry anymore. Very nice. nice. Very nice. Yep. Nice. yep. You, you can get it frozen up here. It's not quite the same, but it, it's it's close. So um, is it just me, or did it seem like that home plate umpire in the bottom of the ninth last night had a plane to catch? Ready to go. You're ready to go at this point. I didn't think so. You got to go. I didn't think um, so. I, go, go back and watch it again. I'll, I'll have to look at Umpire Auditor on the on Instagram or whatever it is. 
and the game was over. They they weren't going to come back and win. I was just like, man, that. It, I know Arizona felt terrible, but that probably was a little salt in the wound as it was. But hey, credit to Texas, man. They just pounded them. There, there's no doubt about yeah. that. So, um, follow up on your uh, game attire question of yesterday really caught my ear. So Saturday, Penn State's here. Got some lifelong friends. Actually, my daughter's godparents are coming to the game. Wife is a Terp. Husband, State College native, went to Penn State. One son goes to Maryland. The other son goes to Penn State. So we are, we're going to have a mixed bag at the tailgate, definitely. Yeah. The thing, that, the thing that kills me is when you go to a Caps game or a Reds game, something that doesn't involve NFL football whatsoever, and there's 50 Steeler jerseys all over the place. Yeah. Yeah, and I that, like I get that there's some fan bases that are always just going to go kind of above and beyond, but yeah, it the the other uh, the opposing not the opposing team the the random teams at sporting events drives me crazy. Even at Bengals Texans <laughs> game, there's always 45 people there in Steelers jerseys for some reason, and you know you get a few pops and you you got a chance of somebody taking a swing at you when you're doing. <laughs> I was telling Tony earlier before the show when I worked at the Bengals Pro Shop, there was a guy who was a season ticket holder, and he was a uh, Miami Dolphins fan, and he would be head to toe. Like, not kidding, head-to-toe in Dolphins gear at every Bengals home game. And, and it, it just it was the strangest thing I've ever seen in my life. I, I don't know if I necessarily agree with that, but uh, I don't have any problem with people repping their team. Yeah, I, I, I agree. It's just, I, you know, we all have a hatred of the Steelers that yes, spoils. Yes. You know, I go to a Caps-Penguins game, I expect to see Penguins jerseys and Steeler jerseys everywhere. That's expected, but... Bengals, Texans, not so much. Yeah. So, and a, a, a quick note on Bobby Knight. Whenever my time comes, I hope nobody ever describes me as complicated. <laughs> that, that's that's about as bad as it gets, and he deserves a lot of it. Obviously, a great coach, and I, I think complicated is probably the good way to describe how he lived his life. But yeah. uh, definitely, definitely give him credit for being a good basketball coach, no doubt. So, all right. Well, have a good Thursday, Jen. All right, Jeff. Appreciate Thank you, Jeff. you. Thank you. Now, can I ask you this about the jersey thing? Sure, sure, sure. Because I have seen this a lot okay. since Burrow and Chase got to town, which is a lot of people wearing LSU jerseys mm-hmm. of Burrow and Chase at Bengals games. Yes. What's your thought on that? I'm okay with that. Okay. I'm okay because that is representing their college. Okay. College at the NFL game, I get it. So, like, next week, there's going to be a lot of C.J. Stroud jerseys. Sure. You're okay with that? Yeah, sure. Okay. That's also their opponent. I'm okay going to a game and seeing... You know, fans from the other team that are there. What if the okay? So what if there's this happens? What if it's a C.J. Stroud jersey with you know a Bengals hat? Mm. It's like, hey, I love the Bengals. I'm a Bengals fan, but I gotta represent C.J. Yeah, now we're crossing into a different. Okay, level. all right. Now we're now we're doing too. We're much. just gonna keep workshopping this. Sure, sure. I get I get that part of it. Um, all right. Yesterday, uh, we found out from a. Injury report standpoint, first day of, of actual practices, uh, what these injury reports looked like. Uh, yesterday, for the Cincinnati Bengals, Trey Hendrickson did not practice. Uh, Josh Tupo also did not practice. Now, Hendrickson had the ankle injury uh, that looked uh, early in that San Francisco game pretty severe. He came yeah. back and played. You know, obviously, going forward, he was going to be pretty sore uh, but at this point, Trey Hendrickson did not practice yesterday. It's a little different for the Buffalo Bills. 
Uh, due to an illness, DeMar Hamlin did not practice yesterday. Uh, Rasul Douglas. What I love about the, the Bills injury report, where it gives the injury or the reason, Rasul Douglas did not practice. It said injury. Just got here. It's true. He did. That's a good point. Um, he but, just got traded from Green Bay. Perhaps the most uh, interesting of, of any of these yesterday was that of Josh Allen, who we, we reported yesterday that, that Sean McDermott was talking to the, the media and said Josh Allen was going to be limited as he worked through the shoulder injury. Josh Allen did not practice at all yesterday. So that, obviously, when you're talking about the opposing quarterback and a very good quarterback at that, uh, that is very interesting to keep an eye on going forward. Uh, Joe Mixon was limited due to a chest injury. Uh, Keem Davis-Gaither was limited. Orlando Brown was limited. Uh, but you expect all of them to, to be playing. The Trey Hendrickson was interesting for the Bengals. And the Josh Allen news, in my opinion, is is pretty interesting uh, as it relates to the Buffalo Bills. I believe Buffalo made some moves, didn't they, as well, Austin? They did, They're yeah. Adding- they they added uh, Linval Joseph, okay. the, uh, the defensive lineman that has played uh, a lot of years for both Minnesota and Philadelphia. I think he was with Philadelphia last year. Big fella. Uh, you may recognize him from uh, the meme of a football player on the sideline with a uh, an oxygen mask. That is where Linval Joseph is most famous. But a run stuffer, an effective, long-time defensive tackle, Linval Joseph. Don't forget. Uh, this One is- year, 3.7 mil for him. Don't forget, this is the weekend that uh, the Bengals are trying to stripe the stadium. Correct. So stripe the look, jungle. Follow along with the Bengals or their social media, and they'll tell you what sections and you need to wear what. But now you're getting players coming out asking the, the fans. So if you're going to the game, give that a a, a check. Some some sections really, you wear really orange. Cool. Some sections you wear black. Yes, it'll be striped. Yes, It should look pretty cool on, uh, on Sunday Night Football. So Bill's Mafia. Yeah. You know, I'm sure they're going to be there. They, they travel well. They do travel. But let's try not to let them screw it up too much for us. Let's not screw it up ourselves. They do travel. Um, I want to try to figure out who this team is in, in just a, a few minutes. But uh, there are some updated odds as well. Remember this Bengals team who started 0-2, who struggled out of the gate, had the Joe Burrow uh, injury to to deal with for, uh, for much of the season. Uh, per our friends at DraftKings, the Bengals currently sit at plus 1,800 to win the Super Bowl. That is 10th best in the NFL. For what it's worth, the current betting favorite to win the AFC North, the Baltimore Ravens, they sit at plus 1,400 to uh, to win the Super Bowl. Now, after the Bengals lost to Tennessee, to put this into perspective, uh, their Super Bowl odds were plus 3,000. So... If you are watching along and you think that this Bengals uh, season has turned around or is turning around, you probably want to get in at that plus 1,800 now because if they go and beat the Buffalo Bills after beating the 49ers, that number is going to start to drastically come down even further. Um, Their odds to make the playoffs right now, minus 150. Again, uh, after that uh, week four loss, it is much better along um, than what that is. I'd say 60% chance uh, that the Bengals right now make it past the regular season. And Joe Burrow, again, super slow start, hampered by the injury. He currently sits tied for fifth right now in the MVP odds race with Trevor Lawrence. Um, Tua Tagovailoa is plus 300 and is the uh, league-leading contender for MVP. 
Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes tied at plus four hundred. So it's, I, don't, it, I don't like that. Shouldn't shouldn't Tyreek Hill be there? He should. Yes. Like we always but that do position this position is never we we always do this where the quarterback gets the MVP yeah. and then the offensive player of the year is always a wide receiver. Like it could be both like it could be both. Yes. Or it could be flipped. Yes. Like what Tyree Kill is doing is unheard of. He's doing it against double teams. He's got over a thousand yards in eight games. Yeah. Like he is unreal. And Tua deserves a lot of credit for that for sure. But I mean, if, if you insert him into the offense of a lot of these different teams, like the the impact that he would make, yeah, I mean, I, I get why the whole quarterback thing is important, but I think Tyreek Hill deserves a little bit more love as an MVP. Yeah, it is uh, certainly something to watch. And again, the more the Bengals win, the more those odds are uh, are likely to continue to help from a Bengals standpoint. If the quarterback that we saw on Sunday shows up again this week... Ooh. And the week after, yep. the week after that, which we've seen over the yep. last two uh, stretches. Watch uh, out. Yeah, I, I have no problem with Especially that. Especially in a two-week span if you're beating the 49ers and then the uh, the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. Watch out, NFL. Here comes Joe Burrow, and here come the Cincinnati Bengals. Let's spend some more time on uh, this Buffalo Bills team and uh, some of the matchups to watch Sunday night. We'll do that. We'll take your phone calls, 513-749-1530. It's Cincy 360, a service of our friends at Skyline Chili on the home of the Bengals, ESPN 1530 Cincinnati Sports Station. I'm Cordell Volson. 1530, the official home of the Bengals. Welcome back, Cincy 360. A service of Skyline Chili on ESPN 1530, Cincinnati Sports Station. I want to look at uh, some matchups as it pertains to Buffalo and Cincinnati. Before that, um, one of the questions that I think there's a lot of people asking is, is who and, and what is this Buffalo Bills team? Uh, we mentioned Josh Allen missed practice yesterday. They went out and got Dalton Kincaid, who's been playing really well as of late in the draft. Uh, they had Russell Douglas at the trade deadline, a corner. They are a team that has been uh, really hampered from the start by a lot of injuries, uh, especially on the defensive side of the ball. But it's also a team that that does still possess the ability to put up points on anyone. It's still Stephon Diggs and Gabriel Davis. And you you look at what they have, and, and they've, they had this dual tight end system with Dawson Knox and Dalton Kincaid. It's still a team that does not have enough consistency in the running game. Still a guy on defense in Von Miller that's going to take a lot of attention uh, from opposing uh, offenses. But it, 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 it's one of the most, I guess, inconsistent teams, for my money, in the NFL right now. An unexplicable loss in week one to the New York Jets when Aaron Rodgers went down and Buffalo built a 10-point-plus lead. And then here comes the Jets. Here comes uh, Zach Wilson. They come from behind and beat Buffalo to start the season 22-16. And then Buffalo, we thought, was getting right. 38 points against the Raiders. 37 against the Commanders. They, the drubbing of the Miami Dolphins, 48-20. to And at that point, it's like, oh, man. Buffalo's back. Buffalo is is one of those teams that kind of reasserting themselves at the top and where they belong, and then they lose to the Jags 25-20. They beat the Giants in a game where the Giants had no one available 
They beat the Giants 14-9, and it literally took a uh, a touchdown as as the clock was expiring to uh, to beat the New York Giants 14-9 in Buffalo. They went on the road, and they lose to the Patriots 29-25, and the game wasn't even that close. And then a very, I would say, pedestrian win over the Tampa Bay Bucks, 24-18. to So going into Buffalo... Let me let me rephrase. Austin, to start the season, did you consider Buffalo still a contender? I did not. No, I I, I said from the the really throughout all of the off season, I thought that this would be a team that takes a step back this year. Uh, if you remember during the the day that we did our season predictions, I did pick them to sneak into the playoffs, uh, but I did not pick them to win the AFC East, and <laughs> I just didn't think that they would. Uh, I, I just kind of felt like they'd be running out of gas this season. Yeah, that that's the, that's where I started. And and I, I started thinking, okay, I, I still think that Buffalo could be a good team going into the season. I didn't consider them an elite team. And then I watched them after that Dolphins game, and I'm like, okay, they were running the ball really well. They slowed down this Dolphins offense, which no one has done this point of the season, and they hung 48 on them. And the second I thought they were back to putting themselves on that same level with the top teams in the AFC – they lose two out of their next three, and, and and the one win was a a a game they shouldn't have even won against the the New York Giants. So I don't know what they are. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic. When I can, I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? Where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground. Cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. I just don't consider them a contender at this point. Like, to your point, Austin, maybe, maybe they sneak into the playoffs. I, I don't think when the season's done, they're the AFC East champions. I think they're a wild card team. And I I view them and I view this game on Sunday as a game that the Cincinnati Bengals should go and take care of business. Yeah, I think, you know, when it comes to college football, we talk a lot about the eye test. Buffalo hasn't really passed the eye test, but they're finding ways to win games. And I, I think that goes to the experience that they have. Uh, and you saw them look around over the last week or two and say, hey, we need to add some pieces. So they went and get uh, Rasil Douglas. They go and sign Linval Joseph. And they have a difficult schedule. Now, after they play the Bengals, they have Denver. And, and Denver's not as good of a team as, as you know, anybody really. Nobody expects them to be a very good team They've this year. They've won three but, out of their last five. They're playing better. They're playing better, and they just knocked off the Kansas City Chiefs. They also have the Jets, who have proven to be difficult for them and who they lost to already this year. And they have back-to-back games at Philadelphia, at Kansas City. They still have games against Dallas, the Chargers, and Miami again. So, it's going to be difficult for the Bills down the stretch, especially if they are unhealthy or if, if Josh Allen is banged up. By the way, quick update on that. 
Uh, Joe Biscaglia, who covers the Bills, said that Sean McDermott says he's, quote, confident in what the medical team shared with me, end quote, that Josh Allen will be ready to go mm-hmm. Sunday night against the Bengals. So I'm sure that's expected. But when you look at the, the numbers of this team, the Bengals and Bills have a nearly identical defense from a statistical standpoint, which I think is interesting because maybe that's flying under the radar because the offensive ineptitude of the Bills, at least as of late, is getting a lot of the attention. But I find it interesting that their defense is still really, really good. Mm-hmm. And their offense, when you look at, and Ian Harditz tweeted this out, the EPA per run and pass, and EPA is expected points added. It's the measure of success, which defines the value of each play by the effect it has on the offense's likelihood to score. The Bills are third in the NFL. San Francisco, Miami, and then the Buffalo Bills. So they still have a really effective offense to fight despite their struggles, and they have a good enough defense, and that's what makes them a difficult opponent for everybody. Yeah, I, I look at a couple different things from this game to find and say, okay, this is this is big time. Stephon Diggs, still one of the best receivers in football versus the Bengals secondary. How about the Bills' left tackle, Austin? Uh, Deion Dawkins. Yes. He's given up one sack this season. Pretty good. He is ranked, according to Pro Football Focus, as the fourth-best offensive tackle when it comes to pass blocking in the league. That would put him opposite of Trey Hendrickson, who is tied with Nick Bosa with the second-highest pass rushing grade in the NFL. So how about just that matchup alone, Hendrickson and Dawkins? How about from a coaching aspect? Talk about coaches calling the plays. Sean McDermott calls the offense for the Bills. Lou Anarumo has been brilliant for the Cincinnati Bengals. Love to think and, and see that matchup. And then, um, how about the other side? The, the offensive line. Orlando Brown. Jonah Williams. I, I don't know if people realize this Bills defense right now tied with the Chiefs for the second most sacks so far this season. And most of them come off the edge. It's Leonard Floyd. It's A.J. Espin- um, Epinoza. Epinoza who've combined for 12 sacks off the edge. And remember Von Miller, he rejoined the team in week five. (laughs) Doesn't have a sack yet, um, but he's still a pretty good player. Still Von Miller. Future Hall of Famer. So that that is a very, very good matchup to, to look for. I mentioned the lack of running game for the Buffalo Bills. James Cook's... uh, Or James Cook has 102 rushing attempts. The next back only has 40. Cook does average 4.8 yards per carry. Uh, they like to run the ball up the middle, which is where DJ Reader likes to take up space. So a lot of different, unique matchups coming into Sunday night football right here in Cincinnati. I uh, I can't wait to see more of it. I, um, I like the Bengals. I, I think the Bengals are really good. I feel good about them in this game. But also, the the statistics do not necessarily match what we have seen from the Buffalo Bills over the last couple of games. Correct. And that's what worries me. Yep. Because I feel like a lot of people think, okay, this is an easy win. Buffalo's down. They're a little bit banged up. It's emotional. They got to come to Cincinnati. And and all that is true. Mm -hmm. And and it it does have an impact on the game. But to think that the Bengals are going to say, just dominate uh, this game, especially up front, I think is a foolish thought because Buffalo is still really, really good. It's still a good football team. Yeah. And uh, no one is denying that. But it's a game that it feels like the Bengals should be winning. And they have that opportunity Sunday night. Uh, We'll hear from the quarterback of the Cincinnati Bengals. He spoke to the media yesterday. We're going to play that 
uh, coming up to start hour number two. When we get back, let's finish up hour number one. We'll stick with football. We'll stick in Cincinnati. But uh, just a couple minutes on uh, UC UCF on the other side of this break. We're a service of Skyline Chili on ESPN 1530 Cincinnati Sports Station. The Bengals. We're caught in a trap. I can't walk out. Welcome back. Cincy 360. A service of Skyline Chili moving along here, hour number one on the home of the Bengals, ESPN 1530. But uh, it's not just the Bengals this weekend. Sunday night football is going to be uh, unbelievable. And the atmosphere that has been created in, in Cincinnati, you'll hear Joe Burrow talk about that here in just a few minutes. But uh, there is a game being played at Nippert Stadium Saturday afternoon, a 3.30 start between uh, rivals. This is a rivalry. These fan bases do not like each other. It is uh, three and five UCF versus two and six Cincinnati. UCF uh, losers of five straight, zero oh and five in the Big Twelve. UC losers of six straight, zero oh and five in the Big Twelve. Uh, UC remaining on the schedule: back-to-back road trips at Houston and West Virginia, a home game against Kansas. I'm being as real. And, and I'm putting my UC fanhood aside for this. Wow. Okay, hold on. Give me a second here. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Here we go. You're listening to Cincy 360, <laughs> where Cincinnati Bearcat Homer and biased uh-huh. broadcaster Tony Pike typically lies yeah. about how much he feels yeah. about the Cincinnati Bearcats, but now says, I'm going to be honest. Let's go to Tony for more. Yeah, you know, here's what I'm doing. Um, <laughs> I, in my mind, think that they've got a chance to win every football game. <laughs> That's fair. The realist in me says that y- you have to understand here that the odds of them winning this week are higher than the odds of them winning any other of the three games. And they're still home underdogs. UCF is still favored in this game. If UC is not able to find a way to get it done on Saturday, I have this terrible feeling that they lose their last 10 games. And that means zero momentum going into next year. That means a lot more questions than answers. You heard Scott Satterfield earlier this week talk about perhaps you know going with some of the younger guys who are ready to see what they can do. I think what they do at, at quarterback is going to be uh, extremely, extremely vital to watch in this game. But from just a fan experience and a, a fan of this program, I have been around for the best days and I have been around for the worst days. And you cannot risk year one in the Big 12 taking steps back. And they already have by losing six in a row. But find a way to win Saturday. Maybe you steal one against Houston or West Virginia, which is doable. It's not going to be like your double-digit underdogs. Kansas at home to finish the season is going to be tough, but you change the dynamic and you change the conversation around this team by finding a way to win a game uh, that right now you're not expected to win, and in doing so, you you beat a rival that has has been a rivalry that's been created over the last couple of years. Uh, Mike is uh is calling right now let's let's go to mike to finish up our number one we're going to mike on the pella windows and doors hotline pella now and pay later mike what's going on 
Well, these telecats already got bits done, man. They finished it. Uh, they were here this morning at 6.30, which I didn't really appreciate. <laughs> they didn't say they were coming that early, but... Yeah, they knocked it out. It looks great. They just got to come back and stain some uh, of the framing of the wood. But, uh, yeah, I couldn't be happier. So, go Pella. My dad was def- absolutely right. Love it. It still cracks me up that it was so ironic. I'm real bummed out Texas won. Not because of Texas won, but I wanted more baseball. Oh, well, I'm screwed. <laughs> baseball, hey, uh, we're officially done. And now, uh, I mentioned yeah. earlier the uh, the 2024 odds. Braves at the top, Dodgers right behind them. Of course, the Otani yeah. and, and free agency sweepstakes are going to change a lot of that between now and next year. What if the Dodgers ended up with, and, and what if with them is not impossible? What if they, Bellinger wants, back, wants to come back to L.A.? That was in the L.A. Times this morning. Bellinger would love to come back to L.A. And then you've got Arenado coming back to his hometown, hopefully, it sounds like it, to uh, Los Angeles. They'll, they'll trade Muncie because they won't need Muncie anymore. And uh, and then and maybe Trout. So they'll come up with some pitching, but they're gonna. That's that's a pretty wicked lineup there, isn't it, brother? Oh, it, it definitely could be. And and again, now for baseball, you you get into some of the fun part of what's going to happen in the off season. But uh, it it will be certainly a a major off season to watch uh, for the game of baseball. Yeah, and and that's that's sometimes that's more fun than actually watching the games. Just the anticipation and, and you having your developing your own strategy likes and dislikes um, like you do with the Bengals. Okay, let me change the football real quick. Two questions. Was at this point, can you tell if Fickle was a superior recruiter or just coach in general to Satterfield? I know I'm putting you on the spot. Yeah, but. it's I think it's hard this early to see because Scott Satterfield got you know, he 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 got a late start because of the timing at which everything happened with Luke Fickle. So I think with that late start, it, it does make it different. It, it's one of the things that I'm looking for most now going forward is what does Scott Satterfield do to build or rebuild off of what this season is going to be? Because the the real the realness of today's college football, you are going to see players leaving as soon as the season's done because either the team struggled or they don't feel like they were used in the correct way. So how do you deal with transfers leaving? What do the freshmen look like coming in? It's a completely different vibe from year one of Luke Fickle because the transfer portal wasn't what it is now. So I, I, I have a lot of, of things that I am curious about going forward, that probably being the most of, of what he can do to assemble and, and reassemble this roster. Okay, cool. And and listen, it, it appears that amateur sports is kind of going by the wayside, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, it, it's tough at, at this point to, to see what 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 is the the next path or, or next for that. But it, it's it's hard, and and the 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 ever changing scope of the sports world it, it makes it harder on a lot of those types of of sports and programs. So it's it's always revolving. It's it's always changing, and it's just. Now about how how much can you keep up with the times? Yeah, you got to keep on your toes as a fan too if you really want to be involved and know what you're talking about. One quickie and I'm out of here, brother. Uh, Austin too, if you don't mind chiming in. So it just looks to me like like Ohio State and Georgia are. 
I, I don't think Florida State beats either one of those teams. Do you, Tony? And are you looking forward to the 12-team thing? Because I hope it comes up with a slight resemblance of the March Madness. Yeah, I, I am. I'm, I'm ready to, to see the 12-team stuff. But I, I, do, I, I think that there's a lot of parity in college football, but I don't think Florida State is a team that, that can beat Ohio State, Michigan, Georgia. I, I, I do think Oregon, the way they're playing right now, could. But uh, we'll see how it shakes out going forward. Mike, I appreciate you, man. Thank you for the call. Thank you. Yes, sir. All right, and with that, we uh, we got to get to a break. When we come back, you will hear uh, the quarterback of the Cincinnati Bengals, Joe Burrow, who spoke to the media late uh, yesterday afternoon. We'll play that uh, ahead of talkbacks when we come back to kick off hour number two of Cincy 360, a service of our good friends at Cincy Shirts right here on ESPN 1530. ESPN. This is Cincy 360, about Cincinnati, from Cincinnati. This is ESPN 1530, Cincinnati Sports Station. All right, welcome back, Cincy 360, as we move in now to hour two of three. Plenty more still to go. Uh, You'll hear a little of Wes Miller's uh, conversation from today uh, to kick off hour number three. Bob Mangine is going to join us uh, to talk Achilles injuries. And uh, with uh, with the Buffalo Bills coming in, we all remember what happened last year with DeMar Hamlin. The Matthew Mangine Jr. Foundation uh, makes it its goal to provide uh, AEDs and the testing and the training so that these uh, unfortunate scenarios uh, can be helped and prevented and don't end um in the untimely death of, of an athlete or, or someone going through a, a cardiac event. So we'll talk to Bob Mangine as well in, in hour number three, of course, uh, because it is. Uh... Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. A new year full of surprises. But one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts of up to 89% off USPS and UPS services. So when postage goes up, your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com is like your own personal post office wherever you are. You can even take orders on the go with the mobile app. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Schedule package pickups, automatically find the cheapest and fastest shipping options, and seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. There's even a supply store where you can stock up on mailing supplies, labels, even printers. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. All you need is a computer or phone and printer. Take a chunk out of your mailing and shipping costs this year with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com code PROGRAM. Thursday, uh, Mo Egger is in studio, and we'll talk to him with quick hits, locks of the night, and uh, your talkbacks coming up in, uh, in just a few minutes. But before any of that, the uh, quarterback of the Cincinnati Bengals, Joe Burrow, he speaks to members of the media each and every uh, Wednesday 
that usually airs, uh, I think, in the 4 o'clock hour of the Mo Agra show. So uh, we do like to circle back. And uh, here is part of yesterday's conversation that uh, Joe Burrow had with the media. Well, we, were, we executed really well. Uh, we got to take care of the ball better. Um, but other than that, you know, I think it was obviously our best game of the year, so we just got to keep building on it. Tanner signed to the active roster today. What have you seen from him in practice and in the two games that he played with you? Yeah, he brings an element that uh, is exciting. He's tough, hardworking, uh, you know, really good in the pass game, really good pass catcher, good after the catch. So, um, where he's going to bring an element that uh, we're excited about. Brian said that uh, there are two safeties, Hoyer, or, uh, uh, Hoyer and Hyde. Very smart, very good. What stands out to you about them? Well, they're great at disguising their coverages. You can tell on film that they're always communicating with all their guys, trying to make sure everybody's on the same page because they do a lot of stuff. Um, so you can tell that that's kind of their role. And then they're really good players. They make plays. They're, they're good tacklers. Uh, it's going to be a challenge. Is that one thing that you think you've naturally become better at in your NFL career is understanding how teams are trying to disguise you? Yeah, I think as you play more football, the more football you see, the the more things you see, the faster you're able to recognize that. Sure, I remember when uh, Anderson completed 20 in a row down in Houston. The guys were like, he doesn't miss you, does he? Like, it's like a no-hitter man, don't say anything. Did anybody say anything to you that they say? No, nah, we're just playing ball. Just yeah. playing ball. You have no no idea. You think anybody had any awareness that you completed so many? You don't really think about that. You're just trying to execute the best you can. Joe, how much faster are you than Dak Nostein? <laughs> much much faster. Much much faster. <laughs> how beneficial is it having a guy like him in your corner? He seems like he's not afraid to tell you exactly what he thinks versus maybe what you want to hear all the time. Yeah, Dak is. Instrumental in my success, you know, I've been working with him since really I was 14, 15. Uh, he played for my dad, and so he knows my body, knows how I like to work. You know, we have the same mentality, so uh, he gets me right every, every offseason, and you know, I wouldn't be able to do what I'm doing without him. What have you learned in the last two years about what's expected and needed of a late-season push like you guys have had in the last two years? You just got to keep it a day at a time. You know, you... And I know it sounds cliche, but if you look too far ahead and look too far in the past, then you're going to lose track of, of what you're doing. And uh, you just have to keep your, your nose to the grindstone and, and get better every day. It's, it's cliche, but that's what it is. It's strange being about 500 this late in the year without an AFC win yet in the week nine. What, what's that, I mean, what are your thoughts on kind of just not having that at this point yet this season? Yeah, season plays out how it plays out. You know, we'd love to be 7-0. That's not where we're at. Uh, we just played our best game of the year, and we're going to build on it uh, and, and go from there. Is there significance of getting a conference win against a team of this caliber at uh, this point here? Yeah, we're going to have to beat teams like this if we want to get to where we're going to get to. It's a it's a great team with a great quarterback and a really good defense. Uh, a team that, obviously, we played in the playoffs last year, and we have a chance to play again. Uh, so it's going to be a fun one. Is their defense different with McDermott? Similar stuff, you know, some new wrinkles, just like every year, every team has, has some new stuff, but um, the foundation of what they do is what they do. Joe, I was wondering if you could break down that play uh, 
two minute, uh, I think you were two minute was real late. That throw to Tyler, I think it was the seam, it was the seam route. It looked like uh, you didn't have a hell of a lot of space there. I was wondering what was going through your mind and what you were thinking of. Yeah, I trusted TB to, you know, we just called four verts and trusted TB to, to wrap across the safety's face. We've, we've thrown that a million times in practice. Uh, we both saw it and threw it on time with accuracy, and he made a great catch in traffic. So those are the kind of plays that we're expected to make. Not a big window. It look like no, very tight. But that's, that's NFL football. That's the kind of throws you got to make to move the offense down the field. Joe, why do you think this team has been so good at closing out games here? At home or just in general? In general? You guys, I mean, you guys just seem like when you get up, you've been really good at putting it away almost every time. Well, we got great pass rushers, and when you get up early on teams, you know, and really let, let those guys tee off when you can expect pass and you can you don't have to play the run, that's that's critical for, for those guys up front on defense to apply pressure and get sacks. Um, so that's part of it. And it just seems like whenever a play is needed, a play happens from somebody, whether it's special teams, defense, offense. Um, Sunday we were able to put it all together. we got to keep doing it. Uh, Zach talked about you know, there's no fear of failure in the guys in those moments. Is that something that you can instill, try to instill in your teammates with you as a leader is there's no need to fear failure, but you can believe in that we're going to do it and I can help you know, lead you as we need? You, know, you don't really talk about it, but you, you put in the work to have success in those moments. we got really hardworking guys that are, are really confident in themselves, and you put in all that hard work for those moments to go out and make plays and win big games. Um, that's why we do what we do. You know, Zach has talked a lot about just motivating facts and just motivation over the Niners. You guys had this last week in the Bills in the playoffs last year. When he finds those motivating tools, is that something that motivates you, or is it just across the board this team feeds off of that? It's tough to say. You know, we Zach does a great job of uh, laying out the picture for each week and each game and each day of practice, um, how it's going to go, how he wants it to go. Um, and, you know, really we're just following his plan to, to success, and he's done a, a great job for us, and we're just going to keep going. For you personally, if you always push back, I mean, a competitor does, I feel like when someone says you can't do something or the odds are against you. Yeah, I mean... That's uh, anybody can do anything they want if they're willing to work for it. It's uh, nothing's going to be handed to you, but uh, as long as you put in the work to get somewhere, you're you're going to get there eventually. As long as you don't quit, you know. You know, a lot you and quite a few of your teammates said what a good week of practice it was last week. What what constitutes that? What, what is a good week of practice in your eyes? Like for yourself, you just get a lot of work done. You you know, not you put in a lot of new stuff every week and. Not every rep is going to be perfect, exactly how you want it, but you coach off of that, and you learn from that, and you watch the tape, and you talk about it in meetings, and then you walk through it, and then you come out the next day, and, and it goes better, and you continue to build on those reps. And we just had a lot of urgency, great work ethic last week, and we had a great day today, so we just got to keep building on it. What have you seen from Andre in the red zone? What makes him so effective on the scramble? Hey, he's, he's physical. He's a strong, strong guy, uh, fast guy, but... You know, his, his scramble drill, he's got a great feel for it. Sometimes he just can't coach that kind of stuff. He's a guy that works really hard to, for his opportunities, and he, he's made the most of them when he's got them. Um, and if, you know, he's going to keep doing that because that's the kind of guy you get, he is, it seems like. You've talked about trust before. Is that a way of kind of earning your trust is to keep fighting, making sure that a play never ends, and 
keep working. Yeah, absolutely. He's he's earned that. Um, you know, he's a guy that we have a lot of faith in. Always knows what he's doing. Always seems like he's going to do the right thing wherever he's out on the field, and he's going to make contested catches, make big plays for us. Is your cap different when it's cold weather? Does that have any factor on how you manage that cap? I don't think so. You know, it's tough to tell. We haven't had any any cold weather too much except for today. Uh, but it, it wasn't an issue today, so I don't expect it to be an issue going forward. What do you like and respect about Ted Karras? Well, he's worked for everything he's got. You know, he's he's been three places, and I think you know probably hasn't gone exactly how he wanted it to at, at two of the other places. But he, you know, he came here and he's been you know an integral part of of what we're doing here. He's a great player, really smart, great leader. You know, he kind of leads that group up front to. You know, really, what they've become, uh, and that's a great offensive line. And the center is the the key to that. Uh, we we wouldn't be who we are without Ted. He brings a toughness and an energy that we quite, haven't quite had before. So uh, I wouldn't rather I would wouldn't trade any center for for any anybody in the league. Just looking with the uh, there, was, there was a lot of conversation about Orlando and kind of what he would bring to the table. We all got him. Was kind of a big setting example, kind of how valuable he could be. Uh, yeah, he's he's at a, as advertised. He's he's a great player, big, strong, athletic, uh, and you saw it on Sunday blocking some of the best edge rushers in the league. He's, you know, we're we're excited to have him. How hard is it to earn your trust if you're a rookie like Andre or or any of the receivers on the team? Um, that's tough to say. You know, it comes with with reps and practice and and game reps, uh, but I, I would say it's. Just just depends on the opportunities that you get, uh, and and our guys have made the most out of them. It's uh, when you have guys that work really hard to to get better, and they want to own their role on the team. That's that's the, the quickest way to do it. Cincinnati gets the national spotlight on Sunday. You guys have had this before. Um, your life is different than most Cincinnati's in some ways, Joe. Um, but what would you say you love most about Cincinnati? What you have experience and what makes the city unique? It's the people. Uh, you know, that's that's why I love Ohio. You know, the people are great, down to earth, humble, hardworking, uh, just the uh, made of the right stuff. You know, I love the people here, and that's kind of what makes Ohio Ohio. What this will be the first prime time? You know, you all playing Buffalo prime time here. What do you expect the atmosphere and emotions to be like after what happened in Jaywood? Well, I, I expect it to be to be rocking. You know, it's uh, it's going to be an exciting game. You know, I know the fans are going to come out and do what they do. You know, obviously, what happened is in the past. I think everybody remembers it, but you know, it's not going to dwell on it. I know he's not dwelling on it either. Uh, so I know our fans are going to come and, and support and be loud, be proud. Uh, we're going to fight our tails off for it. We didn't ask you after the game. What were you messaging? What was your message with the alien mask and massive shirt? Was there one? It's Halloween, man. <laughs> that was it. Nah. <laughs> Jury's out. <laughs> All right, that there, Joe Burrow speaking to the uh, media yesterday. Let's get to a break. Uh, let's come back and the uh, Thursday edition of your talkbacks right here on the home of the Bengals, ESPN fifteen thirty, Cincinnati Sports Station. Bridge begins Sunday at noon on ESPN fifteen thirty, the official home of the Bengals. Miss an episode of Cincy three sixty? Hear every show at ESPN fifteen thirty dot com. It's that time for two pass. Press the microphone and record your message for us. 
in and don't please keep it clean and don't be mean add a sprinkle sprinkle drip drip ow wish that time for dog bags it's our favorite part of sensory 360 Austin buddy will you play the duck backs on your screen and try not to sabotage it alright here we are another day of talkbacks let's go Happy Halloween, mere mortals. It's your old pal, Jason Garrett. I have a question for you guys. Now, this Connor Stallions character, is that his real name? Is that made up? Or did he previously work in the adult film industry? I'll hang up and listen to your reply. Oh, and how about them cowboys? That's a great question. <laughs> Thanks, um, Jason. Austin would, would know much more about that than I would. Yeah, I, I You know I, I all things Connor Stallions. I wouldn't know much about that. Hello, Tony and Austin. Kevin and Arthur Kentucky here. Uh-huh. Real quick, want to wish my son, KJ, a very happy 11th birthday. Let's go, we Cage. love you, buddy. And congratulations to the Texas Rangers on winning their first ever World Series. Pretty awesome. Have a great day, everybody. And always remember... Who day? To- Happy birthday, KJ. Happy birthday, Cage. Big shout out to Bruce Bochy, that salty old head coach for getting his fourth World Series. Good for him. Another big shout out to Zach Galen. Man, my heart went out to him, man. He was pitching his you know what off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh man, I was rooting for him. I'm I'm not a big Arizona fan, but oh. uh the way he was pitching last night, I felt really terrible mm. for him that he ended up getting the loss. Yeah, he pitched really well. Pitched he suffered enough. a lot of losses in the postseason. Hey, y'all. Joe Burrow's drunk Uncle Steve here. Hey, Steve. I'm sitting there thinking about Jim Harbaugh and them cheaters up there. Yes, that man is a friggin' weirdo. He's the type of feller that wears loose tube socks. <laughs> and I bet his grandma's meatloaf is so dry. Ain't enough ketchup out there to save it. Them guys is cheaters and underachievers. Dang old man, go back, guys. Yeah, thank you, Steve. Good to hear from you. Uh, yes, uh, Tony Austin's this a Borat. Uh, the real Borat. I know uh, yesterday there was a poster from uh, Uzbekistan who make a chat box, and I would like to uh, make a petitions to uh, chat box president. Uh, Ken Bruski mm. to uh, make a sensor on this imposter. I also want to announce a recent Borat partnership with Tri-State Men's Health. <laughs> wah, 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 just like they say, it worked right away in office. Very nice. <laughs> Very good. Thanks, Bor. This goes out to the Buffalo Bills mascot. I've spent more on spilt catnip this past year than you've made. You're talking about the Who Day cheerleading cheerleader stealing spotlight stealing mascot and it's hard holding these paws down hashtag who day out okay i don't get it okay hello this is former president ronald reagan and oil if anything can be learned from last night's rangers world series clinching win it's that there's hope for the Bengals. No, you see, it was the Rangers' first title in franchise history. And I say it's time for the Bengals to win their first Super Bowl this year. And we only got uh, former president Silent Cal, Calvin Coolidge, here, and he wants to say something. Hootie! Wow. 
Wow, Calvin. Love it. Good to hear from Thank you. Thank you, Cal. Hey, guys. Talk Back Matters guy. Oh, great. great show yesterday. Thank great you. show. Thanks. I was wondering if we could get some more of those pretenders or contenders. I think that's a great segment. Hopefully, hmm. you can do some more of those. Sure. Yeah. Great, great thoughts. I don't know who came up with the idea, but hmm. got to give it to you. Great. We'll put it in the hopper. Off the wall callers. Good, great, <laughs> great calls. Um, I just don't want to give the Reds management a pass. Mm. I think we can do better. Okay. They got to go out and get some people. What's your thoughts? I mean, I, obviously, they got to get people. What's your thoughts? Love that. Love it. No, they don't get a pass. The, the work is, is just starting now. The groundwork has been laid, and they've done a good job on the groundwork. But there is no pass. This offseason is monumental. It's massive for the Cincinnati Reds. What's up, Adi? What's up, Tony? Um, hey. This is my opinion. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay. Thank you. He didn't leave an opinion. That was it. Beat them, Buffalo. Beat them, Buffalo. Beat them, Buffalo Bills. Beat them, Buffalo. Beat them, Buffalo. Beat them, Buffalo Bills. Stretch fever. Was that Who Scott did? Sloan? No, that was Phil Elmore. Oh. I think that Buffalo that game is going to go exactly how it did last year in Cincinnati. Bengals come out, score, hold them to a field goal or a stop, and we march down again. Josh Allen's going to make some bonehead play per usual, throw an interception or two. Joe Burrow keeps the ball clean. I think there's no issue, and the Bengals win right. no problem. Okay. All right. There we go. Hey, it's Willie. Hey, Beautiful Willie. Man of Tri-State Earth. You, you know it. Shining. Birds are chirping, and by God, the warblers are warbling. I just wanted to take a minute and share the Talkback Nation that all is well in the Mount Healthy administration. Good. And he is not in rehab. He Mm. is hard at work governing the Talkbackers and the Talkback Nation. (laughs) Who day? Great to hear. America. I feel like he's just going to disappear for a while, then he'll show back up with Skyline gift cards like a stimulus package, and Mm. everybody loves him. Mm. Tony, Austin, love you guys. Just wanted to ask you, like in the word nachos in Spanish, the O, what kind of sound does it have? The A, what kind of sound does it have? Mm. Nachos. That's why you pronounce it Lucho Acosta. Acosta. Not Acosta. 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 Okay. Got Thank it. you very much. Got Is that you. official in the yeah. pronunciation guide? Hey, guys. Marcus from the Grove. Just wondering, had did anybody ever reach out and tell you guys where Happy Halloween Mere Mortel is from? Because that's like the biggest cliffhanger this week. Also, rest in peace to the great Bobby Knight. And also, shout out. To special happy birthday to the one, the only, L.A. Knight. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, I am on the FC Cincinnati website, and the official pronunciation is Luciano 
Acosta. Mm. So don't come at me. Take that. I know what I'm doing. Take that. All right. Acosta. It is on the official pronunciation of his name. To answer your question, Mark and Marcus, yes, we got a call right after Talkbacks the other day uh, from uh, Ballin' Ain't Easy. It was mm. him and his friends that just made it up yeah. to be funny, and it was excellent. It ain't easy. Yeah, when I was a kid, my dad, my uncles, giant Bobby Knight fans. You know, he was a Coach K mentor at Army. He he played for Ohio State in the early 60s when they'd play UC in them championship games. Last coach to go undefeated in 1976. Pelinow, Connor Stalin later. <laughs> well, with the MLB season coming to an end, and free agency looming right around the corner. I believe the Reds will not bring Joey Votto back, save that $20 million, and bring in Mr. Cody Bellinger. Get ready to eat Skyline Chili, buddy. Mm. Uh, the Reds need a power mm. bat okay. from the outfield, and he could help at first base. So I think Cody Bellinger would be a good fit for the Reds. Mm. be interesting to see. I don't know if they would pursue another left-handed outfielder, but okay. I like where your head's at. I heard a commercial with the Eggman feller saying his show started at 5.05 p.m. today. I'm kind of wondering if y'all were going five hours or is it an error or something or another. All right, then. It had to be an error. It had to be an I believe it was. An I error. believe Mo starts at three today. Hey guys, Jeff in New Richmond. Hey, Happy Jeff. Thursday to you. Hey, so I caught Mo's interview with John Cunningham yesterday, and am I the only one that's still shaking my head and going, "Huh"? Anyway, um, <laughs> anyway. as far as the Bearcats go this weekend, Tony, I want your thoughts on if you think there will be a new quarterback under center this weekend, and how you think he'll do. Thanks. Um, I I don't think there will be unless the struggle is just right out of the gate for Emory Jones. I, I do think that the leash um, for usage of, of, of when and if they, they would pull the trigger, I do think that there's a short leash for Emory Jones, but I still think he's the guy early on. Town, Audie, it's Josh, your brother in the Bailey. Hey, we have three players that have great goal celebrations Alvaro Barrios salute Brandon Vasquez Superman pose and Aaron Bupenza's backflip Bupenza which one of those three is the best obviously Bupenza's backflip yeah. is the most athletic but which one's the coolest Austin what do you think I like the classic Superman I am a uh, classic Vasquez. guy I'm a classic guy. Uh, I feel like I'm you would have you would have said whatever I said. No, I also like the backflip because that's something from an athleticism standpoint that's just ridiculous on a field. Uh, we got one here from I believe this is this is Mavs in seven, but it's it's silent. It has nothing. Mm. I'm playing it as we speak. It's 19 seconds, but there's no. Now this is interesting because Mavs in seven tweeted at me. He tweeted at me last that I'm night coming too. for Austin today on the talkbacks. It's yeah. time for us to start clapping back. Yeah, it's silent. I and promise yet, you. 19 seconds. Watch. Listen, you can hear me click. Interesting. See, I'm playing it. There's nothing. This is interesting. Hey, Austin. I just wanted to weigh in on your uh, Louisville attire uh, dilemma. Oh, good. I say go ahead. Pull the trigger. Just get you a Louisville jersey. I mean, think about it. Add to your collection. What do you got? Uh, your jerseys. Uh, you got OSU. 
got some Miami of Ohio, NKU, yep. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Baylor, Iowa State. Go ahead and add Louisville. I love this. Who day? Love this. Add it all in. Kudos to Johnny for Matt Healthy here. Uh, just kind of desperately trying to plot how I'm going to pace myself all day Sunday. I'm usually very used to, you know, like a Monday night or a Thursday night primetime game. I kind of just, you know, work during the day and then go, you know, and tailgate. But now I got all Sunday, and if you know my habits, this is difficult. So, um, help. Help. Um, Johnny, I think you go slingshot and, and you fully engage it. That's what I say. Don't slow down now. Tony, it's Jeff again from Newport. Uh, huh? Is the university going to burn down if we let Orlando Technical Institute come in here and beat us on Saturday? I don't know if I could take that. Orlando Technical Institute. Talk about living rent-free. UCF and the heads of, of Bearcats. No, UCF is What's just as running around out here in Zona representing the Natty. Mm. It was a tough night out here for the Zona fans, but it is what it is. Period. Hey, Reds, nope. Don't get a pass. I, my expectations are very high for next year. Playoffs. You dig what I'm saying? Okay. I'm smelling. Let's go UC basketball. I'm ready. I'm done with football. And oh, who day? Okay. Bills. It's going down. Okay. Bengals. 31 20. Bengals. Let's, Let's go. go. Let's All right, go. Thank you. Let's go. Hey, guys. This is Connor from Ann Arbor. Uh, uh -oh. Leave me a quick uh -oh. talk back. Uh, kind of falling on some hard times here. I'm between jobs, actually. And uh, recently picked up some 1099 independent contractor work with Central Florida. Uh, uh, them out as a football analyst and was wondering if you could uh, let me know, specifically Tony, uh, any inside information on the Bearcats for this weekend so that uh, I can make a quick buck for uh, Central Florida. You let me know. Man, Connor, thanks for calling. Uh, big fan. Big fan. Um, <laughs> I, I cannot share that at this point, though. But mm. I, uh, I, knowing that you listen to the show, I just want to tell you how much of a fan of yours that I am. But and Tony, how much I appreciate your work. Tony Connor, like you, can be bought. Mm. Now playing quarterback for your Cincinnati Bearcats, number 15, Tony Pike, Pike, Pike. <laughs> that was a talkback. That was a good one. Hey, now, if you're going to come after Audi over some other team's jersey, at least get the dang city's name right. Louisville. It's not Louisville. It's Lowellville. Lowellville. Or from there, it's just Lowell. All right? Mm. Surely people know I'm kidding about that, but okay. Tony, Austin, I figured out a system to, for a Bengal victory. It started in week three. I bet $1 against them. Then last week, I really tested it. I put a 10 on Frisco. Only the best game this season. Going 20 this week. Go Buffalo. Wink, wink. Wow. Interesting. Good. Thank you. Uh, that was our last one. Wow. Mm -hmm. it's what, man, Mavs in seven. I'm disappointed. You, you say we're going to come at Austin and then nothing. It's literally the only one on here that's nothing. blank. He left it at 1.14 p.m. And it's blank. Mm. 19 American seconds. Sad. It's sad at this point. We just still can't figure this thing out. That's that's what's sad to me. Figure what out? You know how to leave these things correctly. Mm. How to get this stuff figured out. But here we are, and day by day, we'll try to be better, Austin. Uh, let's break. Let's come back. And because of that, we if you want to leave a talk back, still you got time to do that. If you want to call in five one three seven four nine fifteen thirty. 
We're going to have some Wes Miller to kick off hour number three, Bob Mangine in hour number three, Mo Egger in hour number three. So uh, we'll finish out this hour the only way we know how, and that is full throttle on uh, ESPN 1530, Cincinnati Sports Station. Sure. Tackling high interest rates. It's primetime pigskin. The eyes of the football world will be on the netting as our Bengals battle the bill. Everything's going to be them The jungle will be rocking as the orange and black attack. Hot by Chase. Heads for the end zone. Touchdown! Dan Hoard and Dave Lappin have the call from Paycor Stadium. Both feet down! Touchdown! Coverage starts Sunday at noon. Incredible! On ESPN 1530, the official home of the Bengals. It is Cincy 360 ESPN 1530 Cincinnati Sports Station as we move along here in uh, hour number two. Uh, Bengals getting ready to uh, get underway with uh, practice right now. I am uh, following along with uh, our guy Charlie Goldsmith who said that Joe Mixon, who was uh, limited yesterday, is uh, back practicing today. Trey Hendrickson is back in full pads for practice today as well. So, those that were uh, anxious or wondering about Trey Hendrickson, a uh, a good sign going forward uh, for the Bengals pass rusher, one of the best pass rushers in the NFL, as he is back practicing today. The, uh, the Bengals have been, to this point, outside of, of what Joe Burrow's limitations were, they have kept themselves healthy and, and they have avoided... You know the the devastating type injury, and we we have seen it in the NFL to this point. We're going to talk to Bob Mangine about the the Achilles. We've seen J.K. Dobbins and Aaron Rodgers and Kirk Cousins and others that have gone down with with these serious injuries. And uh, the Bengals they, they've put themselves in an opportunity again. The, the strength and conditioning program and, and the off season program those need to be celebrated during times like that. Um, so it's good. It, it's good to have a light injury report when you are entering November of the uh, the NFL season. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. We know what is at stake for the Cincinnati Bengals on Sunday. A chance to uh, further their AFC positioning. A chance to move themselves ahead of the Buffalo Bills. Um, would you go as far, Austin, as to call this an elimination game for, for two teams still aiming to reach the the number one seed in the AFC? As in they're eliminated from the number one seed? Yes. Uh, yeah, I guess so. I mean, Buffalo, and you, you highlighted Buffalo, who still has, uh, outside of Sunday night, the Eagles, Chiefs, Cowboys, Dolphins left on the schedule. But if you're looking towards the, the top of the standings in the AFC, this would essentially um, move you ahead of, of Buffalo where you need to be. Kansas City and Miami are going to play each other, so one of those te- one of those teams will fall uh, in the loss column to three, tie themselves with the Bengals. The Baltimore Ravens, who play uh, the Seahawks on Sunday, they also have the Bengals coming up on Thursday night football in a couple weeks. 
that could potentially drop them to the three-loss standpoint. We know Jacksonville is at two losses as well. So when you when you kind of look at how the the schedule will play out, the Bengals, by beating San Francisco, have given themselves an opportunity to still uh, be heavily involved in this race for the top seed in the AFC. It, it is worth noting Jacksonville's on a bye this week. They will uh, host the 49ers coming out of the bye. They still have games against the Bengals, Browns, Ravens. Uh, so again, there is... There is still a path. It's not an easy path, but there's still a path to have a conversation about the number one overall seed in the AFC. It does feel like, though, whatever team loses this game on Sunday night will not have the ability to to reach that number one overall seed. And that is because of how we outlined it so much in the offseason that there is an importance when it when it comes to the number one overall seed. Um. We also have this coming out of uh, Miami. Well, they're in Germany, but coming from Miami, Tyreek Hill, Austin. He said uh, the Chiefs are going to, quote, get this work. What do you think about Tyreek Hill going at his old team a little bit? Uh, I, I believe him. Hill said the location isn't as important as a result. He said, quote, it really doesn't matter where we play. I mean, obviously, it would have been a great to play in Kansas City, but it doesn't matter where we play. They're going to get this work wherever. Yeah, I mean, I would I would put money on Miami to win that game, maybe even comfortably. Yeah, they're they're dogs uh, in that think, game. I think they're I think they're a better team. Uh, I think they have a better offense at the moment. I think they've got the best players. They don't have the best quarterback, but everything else. I mean, obviously Travis Kelsey is up there, but he's what been does, inconsistent this year. What Ty, Tyreek Hill and, and that whole team have done is just unmatched. What is what what is the level of concern if that does happen? If you're a Kansas City Chiefs fan. Is there a legit because at, at six and two they still haven't wowed or had that that crazy win? Where do you where do you view that from a Kansas City Chiefs standpoint, Austin? Of, I, the impo- I, of, of what happened if they lose that game, drop their second in a row. They haven't been clean in a lot of their games. You've yet to see kind of the Chiefs do really what the Chiefs do historically. And again, as, as much as we talk about anyone else around the NFL, their wins are Chargers, Broncos, Vikings, Jets, Bears, and Jaguars. I think a couple of ways to look at it. Number one, Eric Bieniemy. You desperately are missing him. And you would have to, to think, okay, wow, how much credit does he really deserve for what this team was able to do? Number two, you would look at it and say, you know, maybe it's fair to say that this just isn't our season mm-hmm. because they've been to a ton of AFC championship games in a row. They've won two Super Bowls. They've been to three. So it's not been easy to get to that point, and it's really, really hard to withstand that level of success. Even the Patriots uh, didn't do it you know, for like back-to-back-to-back years like that for so long. So it, it, they, they took a big break in the middle of their dynasty, so it's also looking around and saying, hey, you know, it's difficult to stay winning for as long as, as some of these other, you know, as as you might expect to be doing so. So but, I, I would think that's part of it as well. But I think if you're a Chief fan, you say, yeah, well, they've still found a way to get there the last several years, and they still have Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey but and is Andy this team Reed, different then? and that gives you a chance. So mm-hmm. I, I think you – everything is house money for the Chiefs right now because they've won so much. At least if you're a Chiefs fan. So while you might be concerned about the longevity of this season if they don't beat Miami, you'll also chalk, chalk it up to saying, hey, 
They're a little bit beat up. They were over in Germany. Miami's playing well, but they still are in a good position because their division stinks and they've got Patrick Mahomes. So anytime you're going to have a home playoff game at Arrowhead Stadium, you like your chances, especially with that quarterback. Well, you you also, though, you do have the game that follows that for the Kansas City Chiefs. They're going to play in Germany. And then they'll play on Monday night football against the Philadelphia Eagles. I think the Eagles and Chiefs are similar in which, again, going back to the eye test thing, Philly hasn't necessarily passed the eye test, but they have found ways to win more games. So in your opinion right now in the NFC, who's the top? Is it still Philly? Yeah, it's Philadelphia just because they have found ways to win. And and I think that they're on the verge of breaking out offensively. I mean, their weapons are unmatched. Both new coordinators. I, I think, yeah, I, I think Philly and Miami are pretty pretty similar yeah, it'll be interesting to watch going forward um let's break let's come back let's put a bow on hour number two and we'll uh, move ahead to uh, hour three of cincy 360 right here on this thursday afternoon on the home of the Bengals, espn 1530 cincinnati sports station hey it's mo egger continues on espn 1530 cincinnati sports station Welcome back, Cincy 360, ESPN 1530, Cincinnati Sports Station. You are, uh, Austin, you are pretty much as, as big and heavy of an NFL fan as you can be, right? Mm-hmm. You're all in on the NFL. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what do you do at this time of the year? Obviously, things are ramping up for Ohio State and your college football world. Uh, how much do you pay attention to college basketball getting underway on Monday? I don't. Really? Yeah. I, I I really always, I joke, but I'm pretty serious that when I say basketball season doesn't start until the Monday after the Super Bowl, mm. I don't, I know this is blasphemous to say, I don't really like college basketball. Oh my goodness. Like I'll watch it and, and I'm, I'm interested in it uh, in, in March, I think is when it really gets good. But it, it's difficult for me to watch. Like, it really is. Like, the long shot clock and these just lame offenses and players just aren't very good. Uh, I, I'm just not all that interested in college basketball. I watch it because I need to and, and pay attention to it. I, I've I've found myself way more interested in the NBA this year. I've watched a lot of the NBA mm-hmm. through the first uh, week of the season, which is not normal for me. Um, But I, I really just... I, I have very, very little interest in college basketball. To me, and I, I've I've really I've been that way for a long time. To me, that I know the season starts Monday, but the the early games are just kind of it's it's essentially preseason. I yeah. that that Tuesday, November fourteenth, when you get uh, I believe it's the Champions Classic, Duke Michigan State. So Duke is two this year. Michigan State is four. That's at the United Center this year. So. That goes at 7. Right after that is Kansas, who's number 1, taking on number 16, Kentucky. Like, that night to me, okay, that, now I start to feel like, here we go, you know, uh, college basketball is back. Because then you're in the, the thick of the season. You're in the thick of um, kind of what to look forward to and some of those exciting matchups that, that comes forward. I mean, if we talked about this with Rick Broin a little bit. When you look at... Uh, Xavier this year, and Xavier having so many unknowns with with so many new players on the roster, you look at their season and you think, okay, right out of the gate, Monday, November 13th, Zach Eady and Purdue on the road. Um, A couple weeks after that, Houston 
comes to the Cintas Center, number seven ranked Houston. So, you know, th- there are ways, and, and I certainly look at Xavier's pr- of non-conference and say, okay, Xavier's going to try to figure out who they are before getting into the Big 12. UC needs to figure out who they are, but they also need to get some r- wins racked up in that, that preseason because we know what the Big 12 schedule is going to bring. Uh, they play Dayton on December 16th. They play Xavier on December 9th. That Northern Kentucky game on on November 19th. So I know college basketball starts Monday. My official start to basketball feels like the week after. When when you start to get some of those marquee matchups early on in the season, that uh, that's what I appreciate the most. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 um, one thing I do like about college basketball is the environments. And, you know, those on campus, those stadiums, those unique arenas and stuff like that. And that's why I'm not a huge fan of those like classics happening at a a big arena that's a neutral site for all those teams. I understand why it happens. Not a huge fan of that sort of thing. But yeah, I, I mean, to me, it just falls so low on the pecking order. The NFL is number one at this point. College football, especially when my team is doing really well, is number two. Mm hmm. Um, and then to me, it's like the NBA just because I I find it to be so interesting at this point in the year, um, with, with all these different teams. And then now with the NBA and this, this, um, this in season tournament, the NBA cup that they're playing for that I find interesting, but yeah, I, I just, I've been that way for a long time. I am interested to see how that, that does play itself out. Yeah. Um, all right, let's let's keep the college hoops thing going. I am a huge college hoops guy. I, I love it. Did you see the Bearcats' white uniforms are here? Oh, yeah. Those are fire. Just absolute fire all cool. over the place. Uh, they're here through 2029 at least with that uh, Nike and Jordan um, brand deal. So we have that. And uh, when we come back to kick off our number three, we'll have the head coach of the Cincinnati Bearcats, Wes Miller, who uh, is uh, just finishing up speaking with the media. We'll have that when we get back. Cincy 360. On the home of the Bengals, ESPN 1530, Cincinnati Sports Station. You know us. We know C360 about Cincinnati from Cincinnati. Sponsored in part by Cincy Shirts. Cincy Shirts. All Cincy, all day. This is ESPN 1530, Cincinnati Sports Station. All right, welcome back. Cincy 360, ESPN 1530, Cincinnati Sports Station. We are a service of our good friends at Cincy Shirts. Appreciate you listening in right here on the uh, the home of the Bengals, ESPN 1530. Go download the Cincy Shirts app. Visit their website, cincyshirts.com, or check any of their retail store locations. They will get you set up. Uh, whether you need some gear for the game on Sunday night, whether you need some uh, stuff for the MLS playoffs, upcoming red season, any of the awesome things associated with uh, Cincinnati, or uh, get yourself ready for the basketball season as well. Cincy Shirts can, uh, can handle it all. And uh, we are very thankful them here as we get our number three under away. We are literally uh, just a few minutes uh, or a few days now away from uh, from the start of the college basketball regular season. Xavier and UC both getting underway uh, this coming Monday. Both of these teams with uh, uh, similar goals, but a very different offseason and a very different path on how they're going to fulfill them. Xavier is essentially working in 10 new guys. Cincinnati has added a lot from the portal. They have some guys returning, and they are still waiting on uh, the appeals process to take place to see if Jameel Reynolds, uh, Aziz Bandego, or one or both of them will be eligible to play. So there is still a lot to sort through and a lot to figure out when it comes to 
uh, college basketball. But as we get closer, it is a media day at the University of Cincinnati. Not the Big 12 media day, but the local media day. And uh, Wes Miller is at the podium taking some questions. Hear more uh, now from the head coach of the Cincinnati Bearcats, Wes Miller. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Any updates on the waiver appeals? Had no updates. Uh, we've issued both appeals. I, I can't remember if I've spoken publicly about that detail or not, but both appeals have been submitted to the NCAA and obviously waiting to hear back and time is of the essence with us taking the floor for the first time Monday. Do you anticipate a big class action type thing? It seems like a lot of teams with a lot of players in the same boat. You know, I think my focus right now is on Aziz and Jamil's well-being um, and I've said this many times. That's not a line. This has been this has been extremely difficult for them. I'm confused. Um, so imagine how somebody at their stage in life and at their age feels. They're they're confused. So that's my first focus. My my second focus is on this appeal process. Um, I'm proud of the uh, the appeal that's been put forward. I, I thought I thought the original waivers met the criteria and the standards that were laid out. Um, I, I think we only enhance those things in the earth. The appeal only enhances those things. So that's my uh, my focus right now is, is going through this appeal process, following the guidelines we were asked to follow, and uh, and seeing you know, hopefully getting some news here soon so we can get these guys on the court. I know it's early west, but what do you like about your team right now? I've liked their willingness to come in the gym and work at it every day. Um, they've had a, a good summer and a good fall in terms of approach. Uh, they're to this stage been a very unselfish group. You know, uh, certainly we got guys that want to do well individually and um, you know have high goals for themselves individually. But you get a sense to this stage that everybody's willing to sacrifice a little bit for our team to be successful. Th- those two things. Uh, to this stage have been good, but it's early and, and we got a lot of work to do. You're four days from tip-off. Are you confident or do you feel good about where you're at at point guard with, with two new guys that, that haven't done it yet? I, I feel like we have the right guys at point guard. You know, I, I do. I, I think that, and they've done the right things from the time they got here till now to prepare for college basketball. Uh, are they where we want them to be in January when Big 12 play starts? They're not, and that's okay. You know, we didn't expect them to be, uh, but they've done a nice job to get themselves in position to be ready to play our first game in November. And it's going to be a, a process here over the next month or two to get them up to speed in every capacity of playing that position at this level of basketball. Um, we're, we're fine with that, but we have the right kids. They're talented. They're about the things that we're about. I think our fans will instantly resonate with them when they watch them play, but there'll be a process of getting them up to speed on some of the, the details and, and some of the things that you have to do night in, night out at that position. Assuming no news 
and you, you'll play a ton of guys Monday, but do, do you have a starting five, and are you willing to divulge something? I don't have a starting five yet, Scott, and it's funny. I hadn't had that question yet. Yet, I always laugh and chuckle. You guys think a lot more about that kind of stuff than I do. I, I think the, the the questions that we're trying to answer more importantly than who we roll out in the starting lineups or you know, who are the guys that are in the rotation? I think that's number one. What are the best combinations to put that rotation together? And who the heck's finishing the game? Yeah, that's that's what I'll tell our players. That's what I believe. And, I, you know, very, very rarely do the, the group that you start early in the year, the same group that you're starting later in the year. So it, whoever we start on Monday, which I have not figured that out yet, uh, I It'd be likely that that's not the group we're starting in January, and that's just how it usually plays out. So it'll be, especially with all these new faces, it'll be a, a process to figure out not who deserves to start, maybe a little bit of that, but also the best combination for our team of who starts together and how that impacts substitutions and patterns and all things like that. I mean, gosh, a year ago, uh, you know, it's pretty hard to imagine. David and Julius not starting, or Mike Adams Woods not starting, right? I mean, you know, like that was there's a couple guys that was just obvious because of what they'd done. Landers Nolly, it was pretty hard to imagine. It's a little different with this group. There's there's a lot of guys competing uh, for roles on this team, and lineups. Like I said, I care a lot more about who finishes and who plays, but starting lineups, we're not even close to having that figured out. You've talked about. How different the offense is going to be losing some of those guys you just mentioned. How are your guys this year adjusting to how different the plan is going to look offensively? It's been, it's been an adjustment, right? That's, it's kind of why you have a preseason. It's why you have practice. It's, it, you know, like there's a little bit of trial and error. I think the, the big picture things we're trying to do offensively that we started with, you know, I, I think we've doubled down on that because it appears that that's 100% the right way to play. And our guys are improving in those areas, and it accentuates our guys' strengths. Some of the details or actions or, you know, the, the things that we're focusing on possession to possession, you know, we're adjusting as we go. We've learned a lot about this team over the last month. And, and by the way, again, when you have all these new faces, that'll happen throughout the course of November as well. Like, it, it, we won't have it all figured out the first two weeks of games, but that's part of going through those first couple weeks is learning your team when you start to see different opponents. And Do you kind of relish colors. in that challenge and like having the ability to teach these guys as a young basketball coach? I, I love teaching. I love coaching. Uh, I, it's one of my favorite parts of my job. I'm really, I love my job and one of my favorite parts of it is teaching. Um, and if you've come to our practices, I hope that's obvious. Uh, but I, that's one of the things that gets me popping out of bed in the morning is the chance to teach. Big picture, um, Wes, what is the vision from you for the next step for this program, for you this year, for this team this year? Yeah, you know, I mean, big picture, it's 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 clear that we want to compete for championships in Cincinnati. I mean, like that, that's what we're here to do. We want to compete for championships. We want to help our guys leave here to go on to professional careers and we want to educate our guys like that's the big picture goals here um yeah i think that's known we all know that that's why we're here uh but day to day is just about getting better and stacking days and, and making those daily deposits to to grow to learn um and that that is how we evaluate day to day did we get better today are we better today than we were yesterday that's all it's about have you guys had a chance to see their their new home yet and your thoughts on the the new locker room 
gosh, that, that's uh, I'm. They have, we've not officially moved in there yet. Um, there's so much construction going on around us. You know, and we're you know we're, we're working around that construction. Uh, I'm sure a couple guys have been able to peek through some open doors and, and see what's going on, but we have not officially walked in there uh, as a group. They're not officially using it, but it's close. I, you know, you know, you, everybody knows how construction goes. I, I thought we were going to be in there a while ago. Then I thought we were going to be in there yesterday. You know, it keeps. I, but I do believe we'll be in there by tomorrow, um, which will be exciting. And it's what, what I'll tell everybody. It's it is first class. Um, the people that. Uh, that, that, that donated money to help us with this project. Uh, we're so thankful. Um, it's as nice as any locker room and lounge and recovery facility as I think there is in sports. I mean, I, it's not even just a college basketball thing. It is done first class. It's going to impact our guys every day, not just because they have some awesome place to spend their time, but that's where they're going to get to know each other you know like that's where they're going to make their memories i mean i i, I think the the facilities where the players interact are the most important facilities on the campus starts with the, the facilities they interact on the court together this would be the second most important one to me and now we have one of the greatest arenas in college basketball i can't imagine anywhere is better than that and now we have a, a, a kind of a locker room or basketball facility where they're when they're not in there on the court, that's where they're hanging out. I think that does really matter over time. So Tobes gets a passing grade. Yeah, Zach Tobler, uh, who oversaw the construction on this, is a former player, which also made it very special as well. And it's been nice to have a former player. You know, I'm very impatient, guys. So I mean, I'm probably hovering around that project every day for the last nine months. You know, seeing if we're getting there, and, and it's been nice to have a guy that I know wants it to get done, not just as quickly as I do. That's overseeing it, but to the same standard because he played here, and so it's it's been a thrill to have Zach around every day. He's probably not going to miss me bugging him when this thing gets completed, but but we're going to miss having him around on a day-to-day basis. Is there anybody on the roster that surprised you guys over the past few weeks, over the summer, that made you say? We might not have had a huge plan for them to get on the court early, but we feel like this is a guy that can help us out fashioning the You know, I, th- I think a number of guys, there's been aspects of their game that you go, wow, I, you know, I'm, I'm learning them as, as we go. Or, you know, um, even returning guys, the improvement is notable. And so I, th- I think that's always our job as a coach is uh, we say this all the time. Like we don't put guys in boxes here. Like we really believe in player development. So when we come out for the spring and the summer and our fall preseason, we don't sit there and say, you're only allowed to do this and you're only allowed to do that because players will surprise you. They worked on their game. They developed. If they're given an opportunity, they'll show you some things that you didn't know they could do. That's going to happen in our program every single year. And it'd be unfair to talk about one guy because there's numerous examples. And then as you start to get now into the games, you do got to start making sure guys are playing to their strengths and within their roles. But every year, that changes. I, I think the thing that uh, fans uh, will, will be shocked about, that's the obvious one, is the way Victor Lockin's been shooting the basketball. I mean, it's its amazing. You know, and it's been two years in, pro, in, in a work in progress. We just didn't let him shoot him in games last year. But he's been shooting at an extremely high clip. And that's an example of by not boxing somebody in, you've allowed them to grow into a role. And I'm proud of how we do that here. Two more questions. How much faster 
Yeah, when we're when we got, you know, like all the guys, like you, you throw Aziz and Jamil into that group, uh, the, the, there's there's so much length and athleticism and depth that you can really sustain playing at an extremely high pace, and that's fun. That's you know what I've always believed in the the most fun way to play, uh, the the way I prefer to play and and the best way to consistently put yourself in position to win every night is to get a deep team a talented team out in the open court and continue to put pressure on the defense we, we, we have the ability to do that with the season Jamil for sure thoughts on the passing of Bob Knight wow um, one of the the titans of our game and college sports and certainly if you're a, a coach you know, Bob Knight impacted you. I mean, I, there's there's no way if you're a basketball coach that Bob Knight hasn't impacted you. Um, you know, my, my thoughts and prayers to his family. Um, I, I know his, his son, Pat, is a friend of mine. So my thoughts and prayers with his family, specifically Pat. And then, you know, I, I learned a lot about Coach Knight in two ways. Uh, C- coach Williams, you know, interacted with them quite a bit and shared a lot of those stories with me about some of the things he learned going to watch his practices years ago or playing golf with them and things of that nature. And I've always kind of relished that and, and, and taken that to heart. And then uh, I had a guy that you guys know well, Mike Roberts, that we were together for 10 years, and still one of my best friends. And, you know, he, he uh, re- was recruited by Bob Knight to Indiana, played for him for a very short term before, you know, he, he left before Coach Knight left Indiana and then went to work for him at Texas Tech and they were extremely close and so I got a lot of stories and, and wisdom passed down uh, through through Coach Roberts so not, I can't say that I had a personal relationship with him, never met him uh, but there's so many things that that we do that in some form or fashion are derived from the things that he did and, and that's, a, that, that's what happens when you're one of the greatest that's ever coached in any sport so uh, again thoughts and prayers with his family all right, there is some uh, some awesome stuff uh, just a few minutes ago from uh, Wes Miller speaking to the media. Media Day uh, locally, that means uh, uh, Wes spoke, uh, a couple players, they did photos, and now I believe an open practice later on uh, this afternoon to, uh, to see what the Bearcats are all about ahead of Monday's uh, season opener at uh, Fifth Third Arena. Uh, real quick, if, uh, if you have not followed along with the... Uh, the college basketball world getting started because you've been entrenched in college football and NFL, uh, rightfully so. Not pulling you away from any of that, but just to uh, to let you know the uh, the top twenty five. Kansas does sit atop uh, the college basketball preseason rankings. Hunter Dickinson, the former big man from Michigan, is now at Kansas. Uh, Duke is two. Zach Eady, uh, the uh, the big man from Purdue, is back. Purdue is ranked third. Tom Izzo has Michigan State preseason number four, Marquette five. The defending champions, the UConn Huskies, check in at six. And then uh, rounding out the top ten, Houston, Creighton, Tennessee. And how about the Owls, Austin, of Florida Atlantic? Who? Florida Atlantic. Who? Number ten in the country. Who? To open up the season. Do you get it? Who? Because they're Owls. Who? Who? You know, they made it? it to the Final Four last year. Didn't yeah, they? I'm, I'm aware of it. Yeah. Well, you, you, you're not a big college basketball fan. I said I'm not a sure big... You know. I said I, I like it in March. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, very interesting. I went to the first four last year, Tony. How dare you? Dayton. Very interesting here. Yeah. Um, Kentucky, is this a big year for Calipari? Or does he have the lifetime contract? Uh, don't we there? don't we say that every year? Yeah, preseason <laughs> ranked sixteenth. They do have one of the most talented freshman classes he's ever had coming in. Maybe tomorrow, Ken and Alex can kind of give us some context yeah, on what's going on with, know. with Coach Cal. All right, uh, let me paint this picture for the rest of the hour. Okay, Bob Ross. Well, I'm going to Bob Ross. Speaking of Bob Mangine, is hmm. going to join us uh, when we come back talking uh, the uh, the Achilles uh, injury pandemic right now that's going on across the uh, the NFL and. DeMar Hamlin's coming back to Cincinnati, and uh, I think it's a good time to revisit that story with uh, the AED devices that saved his life that um, we, we all hope could have saved Matthew Mangine Jr.'s life. The Matthew Mangine Jr. Foundation and what they're trying to do, we'll talk to Bob Mangine about that when we come back. Uh, plenty more still to go between now and uh, 3 o'clock. A service of Cincy Shirts on ESPN 1530 Cincinnati Sports Station. This is Cincy 360. Now, your chance to... Welcome back, Cincy 360, a service of Cincy Shirts. Moving along here in our number three. You know what? what's odd is we just heard from the head coach of the University of Cincinnati Bearcats, Wes Miller, in, in his uh, weekly uh, press conference there. And now we're going to talk to the head athletic trainer of the Cincinnati Bearcats basketball program. He also, also is the national director of sports physical therapy clinical residency for NovaCare. He's joining us right now, the great... Bob Mangine. Bob, what's going on? Tony, it's another day down here on Bearcat land. You know, we're getting ready for the big tip-off on Monday night, uh, start our 2023-2024 uh, season, and hopefully uh, this will go uh, better than last year, although we didn't make the NIT last year. Does uh, does Wes need uh, a spot-up shooter to come and give the uh, the Bearcats defense a look at all during practice? I'm, I'm what was called yeah. at one point a zone buster. Yeah, I, you know, we do have pretty good scout players. Okay. Uh, but I think Austin might have an opening uh, to come down here and get in there because I know your, your, your shooting days are over. Man. Um, Bob, I, uh, I, I want to get I want to get your opinion in a couple minutes on uh, some, some AED conversation because the Bills are coming into town. That means DeMar Hamlin's coming into town. And uh, that mixed with everything that the Matthew Mangine Jr. Foundation does, I, I do want to – to, to bring those together as, as we finish. Before that, though, I, I messaged you earlier in the week because I feel like more so now than ever, I'm watching sports and I'm seeing Achilles injuries. I guess the, the first part of my question, is there an uptick in what we're seeing from Achilles-type injuries or is it just more prominent players that it's occurring to so it's in the news a little bit more? No, I, I think it's both, Tony. I, I think when you walk at, data on Achilles tendon injuries. If you go back, you know, 20 years and look at that type of information, and, you know, I've been treating patients for 47 years, most of my Achilles tendon tears were uh, males above the age of 35 to 40 who were continuing to play primarily basketball, tennis. They would tear their Achilles tendon, and and that's the classic literature on that. If you look at NFL-specific, one thing we did during COVID, and, and a lot of people want to forget COVID. I certainly want to forget COVID. But you remember we had that three, four-month layoff where kids weren't allowed to train, uh, professional athletes weren't allowed to do anything. And, and so people started to research, what, how can we decide what injuries are going to occur when we came back from COVID? And probably the most interesting study was on the NFL. 
in which the NFL gave you a little window into what could be happen, what would happen when we came back, and that was that there was a spike in the NFL, and I think it was back in 2010-2011. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. When they went on strike, I think it was for like four months. And then they tried to rapidly come back from that strike. Uh, to kind of aggressively get to the point where they can get the season going. And if you look at the numbers uh, from, you know, to 1980 to, to 2001 in the NFL, they were averaging just four Achilles tendon tears per year. And then in 97 to 2002, it kind of ramped up to five a year. And then 2008 to 2009, it was averaging six to ten a year. Then we hit the uh, COVID comeback, and in the first uh, 12 days of camp after COVID, uh, 10 Achilles tendon ruptures, and then two more occurred by the end of camp. So there is definitely an uptick in Achilles tendon ruptures, and there's all kind of theories as far as why. You know, is it player in the player contracts, um, the player pre- uh, preseason, you know, organized uh, uh, workouts had been decreased with every subsequent contract? Was it because of younger players? Was it, you know, just was player prep going into camp? Right. So, but when you look at the average year's experience, the average year experience in the Achilles tendon ruptures in the NFL is six years. When, okay. When you, and, and and you don't see it that high in college at all. Well, when you when you look at this year, already this year, Kirk Cousins, Aaron Rodgers, J.K. Dobbins, Tre'Davious White, it it feels like. You're seeing so many of these, and and I know that folks have talked about turf versus grass fields. Uh, How much of a difference is that truly going to make? I think when you're looking at turf, you've got something that, and again, you played years on turf, so you know what I mean about the the fall capability, the stickiness of the turf whenever you're trying to, especially as a quarterback, plant, get off that foot, get moving. And so I think is there a relationship to turf anecdotally? I'm an old school trainer, and I remember in 1969 when we got turf at the University of Pittsburgh, the very first game, our best linebacker, Ralph Sindrich, tore his ACL, couldn't get his foot out of the turf. And I know the companies have worked their butts off over the years to make it feel more like grass, act more like grass, be more like grass. But God gave us grass for a reason, and it was to play sports on. And unfortunately, though, you know, a lot of times we have to use turf because of the convenience of using turf. I'm looking now, and Aaron Rodgers is 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 his rehab process is ridiculous. And I know Aaron Rodgers is is going to explore every possible option, but there is a legit belief that Aaron Rodgers is trying to play again this year. He's he's out there. He's taking some drops already. He's throwing. How? How advanced now has the rehab process come? Because I always associated Achilles and, oh, that's that's a season. That, that's going to dip into next year. How far advanced is is the rehab now that players could start to get back sooner for what was such a, a devastating uh, injury at times? 
My my favorite saying is when you get hurt, I'll get you back when you're ready to get back. And I don't care if you've if I do a hundred ACL uh, rehabs, I've got ten percent of the patients that are going to beat the curve for a return to play. They're going to come back early. I've got the average patient coming back between nine months, ten months, twelve months, and then I have ten percent on the other side who it might take me, you know. 18 months to get them back. There is no set. People need to get out of the mindset of it's a set time frame. It's not based on time. It's based on your healing capability, your genetics, uh, other ways that over the years we've been able to help Mother Nature along with the healing process. And there are, I mean, we had a young man here named Tony Carvetti. I think Tony may have graduated before you got done. Remember, Tony got hurt in the Miami of Ohio game and played 11 weeks and six days after his ACL reconstruction. Yeah. He was a genetic freak. He played over at Elder High School, came here. He went to pharmacy school. But when I say to people, oh, yeah, I can get you back in 11 weeks and six days, that's an N of one in 53 years that I've gotten back at 11 weeks and six days. You know, and, and so, you know, you just – you got to just realize that it's based on Aaron Rodgers' genetics. It's based on – you know, what the surgeon did, it's based on, you know, in today's world, we use, you know, stem cell injections, we use PRP injections, all the things we didn't have in your day, you know, we have, like, when you had your injuries, we'd probably use some stem cell um, patches, as we call them now, on your on your injuries, yeah. and they could have come back, you know, a little faster, a little stronger, and, you know, we didn't have that in your day. Now we have resources compared to you know, what you had, you know, in, in the old days. But our orthopedic surgeons are always investigating the new techniques and, you know, new new strides that we're making in sports medicine for a safer return and a more healthy return. Let, let me switch gears before I let you go because um, what the Matthew Mangine Jr. Foundation is doing and, and providing AEDs and the, the learning and, and teaching to – high schools all around and, and so much good that you guys are doing with the foundation. Uh, we just coming off very recently. We, we had the benefit, uh, which was awesome, but now here comes the Buffalo bills in town and everyone remembers what happened last year when Buffalo came into town, the DeMar Hamlin situation. Um, how much, how much has this raised in awareness? And, and you guys were at the forefront of this in, in an unfortunate incident, but you guys have been working and, and pushing. How much does, has this DeMar Hamlin incident now helped, to shine a light on a problem that is going on across the country that needs more help? Well, I mean, just look at the number of kids that have had instances since DeMar Hamlin, you know, take uh, LeBron James' son, Bronny. So, I mean, there have been other instances that have raised the awareness. And I think, number one, when parents sign their kids up for, you know, playing sports, high school, rec, uh, club soccer. One of the key questions they have to go in and they have to ask is, are you guys prepared for if something happens to my child whenever they're participating? You know, and who's going to respond? And where's the AED? And how fast can you get that on there? So Matt and Kim have gone around and really worked on educating parents on what are the key questions you asked. And one of the best books is, uh, and I can't remember the name of it. You met Marty McNair, yes. McNair's dad. And Marty wrote a book on what parents should know about sports. 
and in that book, you know, uh, you know, you've got to you got to know what is my kid getting into, and who's going to be there to save them. Is it just a coach? Is it an athletic trainer? Do they have an emergency action plan? So I think it's critical that parents go in there and really ask. Because if you watch what happened when um, Hamlin went down, the response was phenomenal. But they had 57 people, right. uh, medical people, at every game. You know, even at our games, we now have an emergency room doc. We have an innovation physician. So you know, even our games now in college, you've got all these specialists there to help in that situation. And two, you got to have an emergency action plan. And Matt has become, I think, uh, uh, a wonderful resource for high schools and others to kind of get emergency action plans going that are going to be functional, uh, one that you can implement, uh, one where you know where all the supplies are that you're going to need when the incident happens. And then finally, the foundation and the kids have raised quite a bit of money, and they've been providing AEDs. Uh, for the last two years, and they've gotten much closer with the Hamlin Foundation. As a matter of fact, I think Saturday uh, or Sunday morning, Matt and Damar are supposed to meet again uh, and, and talk about mutual interests uh, of the foundation because they also have to stress passing state laws and federal laws that require athletic trainers in high schools, requiring athletic trainers being present in key competitions, and also having that school and those rec programs have an EAP, Emergency Action Plan, that they can implement and know that they can get that AED on within three to four minutes because it gives you an opportunity to survive that incident compared to you know, if you're waiting 10 minutes, 11 minutes, 12 minutes till the emergency right. squad gets there, you really don't have much of a chance. So uh, a lot of state laws have been changed in the last uh, three years, um, and now Matt's going back over to Washington to continue to push the federal law. Matter of fact, Rand Paul from the state of uh, Kentucky is helping Matt uh, meet with some senators and others over in the fed- over in Washington to help finally get the feds involved a little bit more. But we've got to get athletic trainers in high schools, and we have to get athletic trainers in the right environments so that the kids have a chance to survive. And it all starts with who is going to start the process. Uh, that is Bob Mangine, the, uh, the Matthew Mangine Jr. Foundation.org to learn more or to find ways to donate or, or be a part of, of so much good happening. Uh, Bob Mangine, the, uh, let me see if I can get this right again, the National Director of Sports, Physical Therapy, Clinical Residency for NovaCare. And uh, I know you're getting ready for the basketball season. Appreciate you taking some time with us today, and uh, I look forward again uh, to talking soon. Well, hopefully I'll see you on Saturday, and we can, you got to uh, dial up some warmer weather because, you know, <laughs> at my age, I don't like to come down on the field if it's too uh, cold. Listen, I know so you'll, you you'll be on the field. In the 60s, I'd be okay. You'll be on the field. You'll be wearing your Jordans. I know you, you've changed a little bit, Bob, so I know what to expect when I see you on Saturday. Hey, Jordan's it, babe. <laughs> Bob, appreciate your time, man. We'll talk Thanks. soon. Okay, Tony. Thank you. All right. There he is, Bye-bye. Bob Mangine for uh, for NovaCare, spending some time with us today. Awesome stuff uh, on the Achilles side and with DeMar Hamlin coming back into town, the importance of AEDs at, uh, at every level. we got to get to a break. We'll come back. We'll finish things up. Cincy 360, a service of Cincy Shirts on ESPN 1530 Cincinnati Sports Station. It's time for Cincy 360 Quick Hits on ESPN Yes, it's Thursday. 
Mo Egger is here. We're a service of Cincy Shirts. What's up, Mo? How are we doing? Good. How are you? Uh, you know what? I'm doing great. You got a show coming up here in just a couple minutes. Loaded. Short one today. We're done yeah. at 5.30. Yeah. Is that because of UK basketball? UK basketball. Yeah. Mm. They have a long pregame show. 90 minutes. It's a, yeah, that's tough. <laughs> 90 minutes. Uh, what do you got today? Uh, we're pretty loaded this afternoon. Tony, we have uh, Darren Horn's going to be on the show, Mm. the head coach of the Norse. Norse. And uh, so Norse fans could be excited. Also, this is a chance for Austin to learn the names of the players on his (laughs) favorite team. (laughs) So that's going to be at uh, 4.05. Big win last night, 85-31. Wow. Destroyed Mount St. Joe. Uh, Also, Kendra St. Aubin from Apple TV. Okay. It's going to talk game two, FC Cincinnati versus New York, and former elder star Eric Wood. Love Eric. Star Great of that uh, one of those commercials where they sit around and talk about fiber internet. <laughs> yep. Uh, Eric is the color analyst for the Bills, and so he's going to chat with us at uh, 520 in addition to a whole bunch of other stuff. Are the Bills good? We're going to find out on Sunday. Really trying to figure out. I had the conversation today, like, yeah, who, what are the Buffalo Bills? Because – one of the most impressive wins of the season, what they did to Miami. Mm-hmm. Some inexplicable losses yeah. on their schedule as well. I, I just, I have a hard time figuring out who this team is. Yeah, they're confusing. They're also dealing with a lot of injuries on defense, and we'll see if Josh Allen is close to 100%. I think this game, we frame everything through the, the Bengals' prism. This game is enormous for a lot of different reasons. I think from a Bengals perspective, it's just going to feel like, okay, now we can really take off, yeah. right? What they did last week wasn't an outlier, though I'm not sure it is right now. If they lose, boy, it sort of undoes what happens in San Francisco. I think if you're the Bills, you're playing a team you lost to in the postseason last mm-hmm. year. You're playing in a venue where last year, let's face it, it kind of felt like yeah. the Bengals were going to run away from in that game before uh, DeMar Hamlin suffered his medical emergency. And it there's, AFC standings alone yeah, where and, these teams are. And I are also at. feel like there's a sense, and this might not be fair, there's a sense that Buffalo's window, it's not closed, mm-hmm. but it's not as wide open as it felt like it was a year ago. Completely agree. So I, I think we're going to find out how good they are on Sunday. Finding out about that, what about Saturday? How how do you kind of envision, oh. what are you looking, because I, I talked earlier, in my opinion, if they don't win Saturday, they don't, they don't win again this season. That's what the schedule feels like. And a lot of people are going to say, well, they they got two wins. Who cares? It does go a long way. To find that that first Big 12 win, do it against a school in UCF who you've created this rivalry with, there's a lot at stake for this game, for this team, if some young guys get some playing time, and surely for the rest of this season and going forward for Scott Satterfield as well. Yeah. I mean, the coaching staff can start to show that they know what they're doing if – the final third of the season reveals itself to be an improvement from the previous two thirds. And I think what's interesting about this game is how long is the leash for Emory Jones, mm-hmm. right? hundred percent. They pulled him. They showed no confidence in him. Um, look, do you want to spend the off season wondering when are they going to finally win a big 12 game? I don't. Right. So win one this year. I know that nobody's going to feel dramatically better about the season or where the program is going, but you would just like to be able to scrape that off the plate. You know, you said to me on Monday you thought the team quit. Mm-hmm. I think there's some validity to that observation based on how they played. All I heard after the previous week was how great the energy was. Why wasn't that sustained? Yeah. So you now have to take the next few weeks to prove to me that the lack of energy, the lack of focus – were an outlier. And it's mm-hmm. gonna take it's gonna take more than just one game, but you could start on Saturday. Um, World Series champions, Texas Rangers last night. They do it going away. 
Mm-hmm. Um, 2024 odds are out. Yes. And the Reds are tied at 50 to 1 with a couple other NL Central teams, the Cardinals, yeah. the Brewers, and the Cubs up to 30 to 1. Mm-hmm. Are you ready to, to lay some money down on the Reds to win the World Series Do next it year? Now, right? Yes. Right? I mean, I don't think that the odds are going to go down. Now, unless they, you know, they land Shohei Otani. That would be the, cool. the Otani sweepstakes. <laughs> Unless they do that, I I don't think the odds are going to change much. Jump in now if you well, feel the. You know, I've I've seen a lot of folks on social media who will continue to insist this team they're fine. Mm-hmm. They don't need any additions. Yes. What are you talking about? Just bring back Joey Votto and we're good. So, uh, NL Central is going to be wide open. Yeah. I do think it's interesting. Their odds are better than Miami's. Mm-hmm. Now, Miami plays, one might argue, in a more difficult division because sure. of the Braves and Phillies, but still, I think that's Very unique. Yeah. Um, let's, uh, let's use this platform to finish up today and win some money. Yes. Hey, Degenerates. It's time for Locks of the Night, presented by Cincy Shirts. Visit either store in Hyde Park or on Dixie Highway in Fort Mitchell and always online at CincyShirts.com. Now, let's make you some money. Celtics may not lose a game this season. No, they look awesome. 155 last night on the board against the Pacers. Julius Randle stinks. Yeah, not, what, what's happened to him? He stinks. <laughs> not great for Julius Randle. traded Obi Toppin. Yeah. You got Julius Randle. He stinks. Uh, we do have NBA tonight, and we do have... Thursday night football, this revitalized Texans team with Will Levis, mm-hmm. uh, Titans team with, with Will Levis versus a Pittsburgh team who somehow, someway, however the game's going tonight, I'm sure in the fourth quarter they're going to give themselves a chance to win. What do you like? Well, the the unders in primetime games have hit at a 61% rate over the last four years, 72% so far this season. 17-4 and four, when the number is 40 uh, or below the under is 17 and four since mm. 2010 on a Thursday night. Pittsburgh to the under six and one. Tennessee to the under five and two. It's at 37. Ooh. It's only going to go down. Yeah. I'm going under Tennessee Pittsburgh 37 points. Also like Texas Tech laying three against TCU in a Big 12 battle between teams that have underwhelmed. What a huge Big 12 battle that'll be. <laughs> uh, I'm staying away from the NBA. I I told Austin earlier, I don't really take many over unders, but. I just can't foresee Tennessee with Will Levis lighting up the scoreboard yeah. against this Pittsburgh defense in Pittsburgh. And I also don't see Pittsburgh's terrible offense bursting out for 28 points tonight. No. I like the under, and I like the Steelers to cover minus two and a half. Uh, we're done. Mo is next yes. on the Mo Eger Show. We'll right chat here with on, you throughout the afternoon from yeah. Clifton. Home game for you. Clifton b son comes home. Yep, mm. can't wait. I'll be in Clifton. I'll talk to you. Are you? Is that B-dubs like the James Harden strip club where there's like one of your jerseys hanging? I don't have a there? jersey in there, no. Oh. They have a Zach Calaris jersey in there. I don't know. Do they really? Yeah. I don't <laughs> I don't. I don't know that our client Buffalo Wild Wings wants to right? be compared to a James yeah. Harden strip club. So it's an iconic <clears throat> story. It so. is an iconic <laughs> yeah. story. I, I just don't know that the folks at Buffalo right. Wild Wings want to be dragged into a James sure. Harden conversation. Great point. How many days until James Harden quits on the, cli- exactly. on the Clippers? Can't Seven. stand James Harden. Can't Seven. Stand I'll be at Buffalo Wild Can't Wings. Can't stand Julius Randle. In just a few minutes, mm. uh, talking to Mo. Mo's Ouch. next. Thanks to Skyline Chili, Windschuler, Cincy Shirts. Thanks to our callers, listeners, and talkbackers. Have a great rest of your see Thursday. You, see you Sunday. See you Sunday. Enjoy Mo Egger right now on ESPN 1530 Cincinnati Sports Station.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.